Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Donald Trump has been indicted again, and you're going to love this, everybody. He's being indicted by the Biden DOJ for trying to wipe a server. I kid you not. It is beautiful irony. And I'm just I got to be honest, I'm very, very glad they did it because, you know, it's only going to be a matter of days, maybe maybe hours until Hillary Clinton gets indicted for actually having her server deleted and phone smashed with hammers. Now, I suppose the the reason they're indicting Trump for this is so they can make the argument that, hey, you you claimed for years that try, that wiping a server was a criminal act and here's Trump trying to do it. Now you have to be against Trump. But it actually does the inverse. Now I'm going to be like, you said no reasonable prosecutor would bring charges against Hillary. So clearly you are not reasonable prosecutors. Right now we got this big story about Hunter Biden. They tried sneaking in an unprecedented bl- blanket immunity deal for Hunter on all charges and the judge caught it. Yeah, see, this is what they're doing. The Biden DOJ corrupt as they come. And we're watching it happen in real time. So we'll talk about that. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, Anheuser-Busch is laying off hundreds of people. This is crazy. That's how bad it's been with Bud Light sales. So winning the culture war. Before we get started with all that news, my friends, I also got some more news. If you go to castbrew.com, support the show by buying our coffee, you can join the Cast Brew Coffee Club where you'll get three different bags every month. There's the ground and the whole bean version. I hate to say it, but uh, we sold out in a day. I think it's a day. Mr. Bocus Pumpkin Spice Experience sold out. Stand Your Grounds uh, Medium Roast Whole and uh, Ground have completely sold out. Uh, so, wow, thank you guys so much for, for buying our coffee and supporting the show. We will work as quickly as possible to get that restocked, but um, could take a couple weeks. In the meantime, you can buy any of the other, uh, other, other uh, blends we've got. We've got Unwoke Decaf Sleepy Joe. And of course, I got to tell you, if you haven't tried Appalachian Nights, you're missing out. I think it's the best coffee I've ever had. But uh, man, we didn't, I don't, I don't even think we got a sample of the pumpkin spice yet. We've had the, uh, the initial production line where we got it and we like formulate it and taste it and everything. But we put this up like a day ago and y'all sold, y'all bought every single one of them. We're going to have to get that restocked. But thank you so much for supporting us by uh, buying our coffee at Casper. We sponsor ourselves because we have to build that parallel economy. Don't forget to also go to TimCast.com, click that uh, join us button. We're going to have a members only uncensored show coming up at about 10 p.m. And as members, you can call in, submit, you can submit questions to call in and talk to our guests. The reason why I think it's going to be so great as we talk about the parallel economy is that joining us today, smash the like button, is the Harmon Brothers. Uh, these are the guys behind Sound of Freedom's distribution and Angel Studios. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Neil Harmon. I'm a co-founder and CEO of Angel Studios. You can carry the mic around with you. Oh, great, great, great. Yeah, Neil Harmon, co-founder and CEO of Angel Studios. And I'm Jeff Harmon, also co-founder. And there's another, there's another Harmon brother back there. Yeah. We just don't have enough space, so we got another Harmon <laughs> brother. Are there are three more. There's, there's three, three more. Yeah, there's oh. three too more. many. Holler. <laughs> too many Harmon brothers. Uh, but you guys, uh, you guys are the, the, the founders of uh, Angel Studios. Yes. This is amazing. Parallel economy. We've got to build our own spaces, build our own culture. You guys just had a smashing success with Sound of Freedom. We're big fans, so right on. Do you want to mention anything about the studio so people can understand? We'll get started. So Angel means ownership. Uh, 
angel investors were the first to invest in Broadway, right? They were the ones who made those shows po those shows possible. And um, and it's the same thing here. We've got over 100,000 people who've invested in the shows that we've done. Dry Bar Comedy, The Chosen, Tuttle Twins, Sound of Freedom. The people are bringing these shows to market. Right on. Well, it's going to be fun. We certainly will talk about that. There's this funny article from Vox where they said Sound of, Free Sound of Freedom is as dark and dangerous as child trafficking itself, which is the most psychotic <laughs> and insane thing. But I love it because Sound of Freedom was originally owned by Disney, right? It was made by Fox, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then you guys secured the distribution rights. Is that how it went down? Yeah. So Fox uh, originally made it. Then Disney acquired Fox. And then uh, the producer, Eduardo Varastegui, who was here. Yeah. He cool managed dude. to get it out of out of uh, Disney, and then uh, and then we got the rights. Who, so, who knew that Fox was so into QAnon? I know it's crazy. Can you believe it? <laughs> and That's a Disney. lot of sense. Yeah. Wow. They were they they did it before it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> they invented it. Oh, hip of them. Maybe we also have Hannah Claire Brimlow hanging out. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. And Ian's here also. Yes, I am. I'm very excited to be here with you guys. Great to finally meet. I've uh, been a long time coming. So let's roll this ball down the hill. Indeed we shall. I am Surge.com. <clears throat> Going to be a fun one, guys. Pleasure to meet you. Let's well, here's, here's the big news today. We were all waiting eagerly to hear about the potential indictments. It was presumed that Trump would be indicted on something related to January 6th. But instead, this is the most ironic and hilarious thing. The Daily Mail reports Trump accused of trying to delete the Mar-a-Lago server and wipe surveillance footage in bombshell new indictment. Ex-president hit with more charges and head of club's maintenance is also implicated in classified documents case. The long story short of it, Trump apparently told some guy he wanted, uh, they say the former president allegedly told aides to wipe security footage from his Florida club server as a way to foil investigators probing the removal of classified documents from the White House. See, that's an opinion statement. They're making an accusation. Just because Trump wanted a server with security footage wiped doesn't mean he intended to commit a crime by doing so. He could have just been like, oh, we're going to do a routine like wipe of the servers. But I digress. Carlos D. Oliveira, Mar-a-Lago's head of maintenance, has been named as the third defendant alongside the former president and his valet, Walt Nauta. Both developments present additional legal jeopardy for the former president who spent uh, part of Thursday, blah, blah, blah. Just imagine this. Imagine this. We've it's been years since they outright said they will not indict Hillary Clinton for actually deleting public record for having phones smashed with hammers. So you're sitting there as Trump and you're like, we're totally allowed to do this. Comey himself said it. OK, well, you know, wipe the server, I guess. Ah, nope. Now they got you. Now you're now you're going to be criminally charged and arrested. Sounds like they're having it, it, it actually feels like they're having fun that they are like, you know, let's just get him. Let's get Trump on what what Hillary didn't get on. It'll be just 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 desserts for Donald Trump. I it's don't know if that's true. It's hard for it me not like. to look at it and think, you know, now that they're arresting his head of maintenance and his valet, that they're trying to make him feel guilty for putting regular people in harm's way. Like they are trying everything to get him to take a plea deal to, to sort of bow down to this. It, it seems kind of sick. Man, I just was thinking of Hillary when Donald Trump was on stage with her and he was like, you'd be, if I was president, you'd, you'd be, be in, jail. in jail. They just, you and never they forget. Nothing. They never it's forget. It's one of the best debate moments in, in modern history. I think that's the reason why they're put, trying to put him in jail right now, because they're like, you do not do that to the Democratic Party in public. You do not say those things directly to Hillary Clinton in public unless you want to face the wrath is what, like, what this feels like. I mean, it just Republicans sit around doing nothing and Democrats are lobbying Molotov cocktails figuratively and literally in New York. They quite literally did. 
And now they're trying to arrest Republican electors. They're charging them with felonies. They're indicting Trump again. They're going after his maintenance guy. Mm -hmm. I just it just kind of feels like the Republican Party is sitting there going, oh, no, (laughs) or they're they're in on it. They're 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 what can they do? Republicans. Exactly. So in, uh, say, a Republican state like West Virginia, where you have Republican DAs, they can start criminally charging Democrats. They can say, hey, hold on there a minute. You just fight fight fire. I mean, is it fighting fire with fire? I mean, uh, is there uh, when it when it comes to, say, like Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, do any of the crimes they've committed extend to the jurisdiction of these conservative or Republican or even in some cases like Republican libertarian uh, counties or districts? The answer is, of course, yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden, for instance, there there was already talk from Republicans about potentially bringing charges against Joe Biden, because if he's operating out of certain territories or certain areas, I mean, a lot of these people have property in Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis and the Florida uh, DAs could be going after people, but not a single, not a single DA, not a single Republican anywhere has come up with any reason or has found any crime committed. Look, but they are, they're like, um, isn't Congress about to impeach Biden? No. So they're kind of throwing back. They're not. They're not? No. Didn't no. they say that? Like uh, Kevin ago? McCarthy said this may reach the level of an impeachment inquiry. Okay. All it, right. So, so. I just heard that like two days ago that there was and, an and And they say these things so that you hear they're going to impeach Biden. When what he actually said is we might ask the question should biden be impeached we uh, might think about it we might <laughs> okay. like like, like right. they're not even asking should biden be impeached or saying you know if this keeps happening we might have to ask each other if this reaches a level of impeachment <laughs> i mean i think you asked a good question what do we do or what do people do in general how do you fight mm-hmm. back against the machine i don't well it's to do it's the judicial system right that's you would think so, but then I see Sam Bankman Fried released today from his charge, and he's walking out. He's his ten billion dollars, Sam, and that, and he said he's going free. Hillary Clinton didn't get charged for emails. James Comey said she did nothing wrong. Hunter Biden had a pat on the wrist. Of course, that may be no longer the case with some of the charges maybe being put back on the table. Um, but it feels like using the legal system to disrupt the people that are in, at the top of the legal system isn't the best method. So how do we? How how do? I mean, I, I like so to make culture building resilient. culture. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we went through this because we were sued by Disney, and we learned pretty quickly that fighting a lawsuit with Disney in Los Angeles is not a place you want to be. So uh, we were handed all kinds of crazy, crazy, like our trial, um, for example. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. We had a, someone who was going to come testify from Google that we had gone to work with Google to try to get licensing to be able to skip stuff in in TV shows and movies. And the judge said, last minute, this person can't testify. The morning of, right? Morning morning of. And those those decisions are decided 30 days in advance. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then then after that, the judge lets Disney testify Google's motives with their expert. So crazy, crazy stuff. And, uh, And so we just decided we've got to get out of court as fast as we possibly can and fight in the marketplace. That's one place where we feel like we still can fight. And uh, we settled in uh, 2020 
and um and our company you know when we were sued we did like eight million and um and here we are we have a formerly disney film that uh is winning in the market. So like 130 million? Pe people that yes. don't know so, about your lawsuit, did you really quickly explain like what was the lawsuit or what what's public about it? What so the, the way that we started Angel Studios, is it, 10 years ago, four brothers and a cousin, we had young kids, like nine and under. And we wanted to watch really great, compelling stories, but have them match values. Like I, my, my nine-year-old, I didn't want him to go and speak to his sisters in certain ways when they were young. And so we created this technology that would allow you to skip, you know, skip certain language or skip uh, nudity or whatever. And, um, and we thought if we launch this technology, we're going to collect a group of people who care about storytelling and care about family. And then we'll be able to, then we'll be able to distribute new stories to these people better than Hollywood can. So that was, that was the original vision. So we built the, the filtering technology, the skipping technology. Uh, 2016, it started to succeed, and then we got sued, and then uh, 2020, we settled, and then we pivoted to, during that lawsuit, we pivoted to creating our own stories. You you said you settled for $8 million? Is that what you said? It was like $7.8 uh, 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 so it was a $62.5 million um, judgment, and they basically said, we'll forgive that if you'll pay for some of our legal fees, and, uh, and we settled in 2020. And so our thought process was... After fighting for four and a half years, and Disney had probably spent, they'd spent tens of millions of dollars trying to destroy Angel, and we had spent millions of dollars trying to fight back. It was just, we got to get out of their game. We can't fight inside of the system. Well, and they can they outspend own. you. That's one of they the challenges us, in the legal system. And the whole entire Hollywood system knows that this downtown LA court, they call it the bank. Like, they, they call it like it's called the bank because you can just take anybody there and get money out wow. if you're a Hollywood studio, and so the the and and we we actually got hit really hard by Disney, and so there there was this this moment where you're just realizing you can't fight them on their ground. We just got to opt out of this system mm -hmm. and build an entire parallel uh, studio system to the current Hollywood system or else we can't, we can't rise up through their system. And so how did you, so people don't know you guys, the Harmon brothers do commercial work too. You guys have done a lot of like the squatty potty stuff. You did the, the, yeah. the rainbow poop coming out of the unicorn <laughs> <Yeah>. commercial <laughs> iconic. Yes. And so did you take your like private money and then you were able to rebuild after the settlement or like how, how did you come back from it basically? Cause I think a lot of people might think you get grounded to dust. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we're, did. We're, yeah, and we don't know of a company who's a startup that has survived from a Disney lawsuit. So we we feel very grateful. But um, one thing that happened is we had two major successes while we were in bankruptcy through going through the lawsuit. Dry Bar Comedy, which gets over a billion views a year, it's stand up comedy that's funny for everyone. Um, and then The Chosen, which is like a top five TV series. Um, and we just started growing like crazy during this lawsuit and uh and then disney and, and and then we had a trustee during the bankruptcy who was in charge of her company we had to file bankruptcy so, yes but yep. yeah to so, protect us from disney there's a, there's a chapter 11 bankruptcy has this format where you can actually use it as a shield against a predator so we used bankruptcy to protect us from disney yes and and then um uh as soon as they uh, as soon as the trustees saw how fast we were growing with this parallel system that we were building, 
he said to the judge, these guys are going to be able to pay off the entire $62 million. And Disney said, wait, wait a second. We actually don't want to be paid back. We just, you know. Just we, put them into chapter seven. Yeah, just put them into chapter seven. And the judge is like, oh, you guys aren't acting in your own financial interest. I can't trust you anymore. Um, Why didn't they want to be paid back? They because wanted they, wanted, they wanted us dead. They ah, wanted us, chapter seven is liquidation. Right. They wanted all our assets sold off. Wow. They wanted the judge to say, you don't have 62 million today. So sell every, everything off. And then, and then we get what's, what's left. But the, but the trustee said, no, these guys are growing so fast, they're going to be able to pay off this whole $62 million. Plus I just interest. need a plan, plus interest. Wow. And Disney's like, no, that's not what we want. And, uh, wow. Disney's and, like, no, thank you. Please, <laughs> please, no. They're like, no, we don't want to be paid off. And the judge is like, why? The whole point of Chapter 11 bankruptcy or Chapter 7 is you're supposed to want to get paid back, not just destroy a company. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he said, I'm not going to let you do that. And then he... Threw it out or what? No, no, no. Then Disney said, no, okay, we'll settle. If you guys won't ever use your technology to filter our stuff again, we'll, we'll forgive the $62 million. You guys pay, you know. Part of our legal fees. Part of the legal fees, and, uh, and we'll call it good. We just went, we, like I said, like, like Jeffrey said, we have 100,000 people who have invested who, who help make the content decisions. We went to our investors and we said, guys, we told you we'd fight this all the way. We have this chance that we can just go after original storytelling. Instead of skipping over Hollywood stuff, we make our own stuff. We tell our own stories and we control those stories. What do you guys want to do? Do you want to fight this all the way or do you want to tell our own stories? And 84% of our people said, let's just go tell the stories. And then we offered to buy out the rest of them. Did you wow. get inspired during the, pro the court process to start your own storytelling? So actually, we thought about doing our own storytelling at the beginning that's the only reason jeffrey's involved yeah i i told neil when he came to me neil and jordan came to me and they were like let's build this system that skips and mutes content in movies and i was like uh that happened a while back and everybody there's like 14 companies that did this and every single one got sued out of existence but how what's the what's the grounds and, for suing um it's copy copyright copyright. It's copyright arguments You're, but it seems weird because if i had a movie on at home and i skipped it that's not copyright but if you have a technology that does it's it because the technology using there's a there's a, a a law called the family movie act of 2005 that allows you to sco skip and mute content that's transmitted over the internet we read that and said that means as long as the customers bought the content and as long you know, as they make the choices then as long as they're making the choices then we can provide technology to skip and mute content Disney came in and said, "No, the DMCA, you're 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 decrypting." Oh, what, what, I don't, Neil. Well, the, Neil can explain it better. I think the best way to explain it was this: the Ninth Circuit basically said, "We see VidAngel's argument." That was your company. Yeah, <laughs> our company at the time was called VidAngel. <laughs> that we, sounds like a good thing. We we see it. This is a novel interpretation of the law. We also see Disney's argument, and it just so happens if we go with VidAngel's, there's a big hole in copyright law. Yeah. Mm. So we can't do that. We're going to go with Disney. And and we're like, well, wait a second. The Family Movie Act was like an exemption under copyright law. Why you know, that's Why what that they hold. It that, is a hole. It's designed It's designed a whole. to be an exemption, but but we weren't going to win in 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 that court. We weren't going to win in that system. So. What if you open source technology and just release it to the wind? <laughs> <laughs> we actually uh we actually did set up a foundation in the middle of the lawsuit and announced that and Disney came screaming to the courts and saying that they that they needed to seize the company from us uh before we uh let any assets out of the company. So cuz that yeah. was ultimately 
What's that? They stop you from doing it? Well, we were just asking the court if they would let us do it, and the Disney stopped it. They, they, but, they, but wait, they wait, wait, wait. So, so you're saying the technology, which seems completely honest in today's day and age, not it's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yeah. Is is not available? I mean, there's got to be open source versions of this. So we settled and we sold VidAngel. Yeah. Off and it still works. You can. You oh. can. You can, it just doesn't work for Disney. It stuff. just does not work for Disney or Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, so like, like two of the biggest <laughs> producers of children's content but, but, that you would maybe want to use this for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. So, so, so hold on. This is. But it's it, doing well. You can't run a plugin on your own browser while watching movies. Is that what it is? Yeah. So y you 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 can. Um, but you can't. But you can't do it with a modern streaming device. So you can't do it through your iPad. You can't do it through your Roku, iPhone, all, iPhone, all those things. That's what that's a what VHS getting. tape. You can do it on a browser. You could do it like right. through a Chrome browser with an extension. But you can't get it on an iPhone or something yeah. because yeah. it would have to. Any, unless you, any unless modern you, device, you wouldn't be able to do it with. And I guess technically, if you used Chrome on your phone to watch, which would not be as good as this is the streaming app. Chrome I, Chrome on your phone doesn't support extensions, right? So so so, what you're saying is the thing that you made actually would go between an app. And yeah, it would basically it would basically go like if you have your Netflix account, you would tie your Netflix account to VidAngel, and it would go and it would be you. You'd make your choices you'd say oh i want to skip nudity and then it would go up and it would in the cloud it would contact your netflix account get uh, your see, get get, get your get your netflix stream skip it and send it down to your you know your right. iphone or for to your roku or whatever and that you know that's the only way it could be done on a modern streaming hmm. device and you know for it was like 14 percent of the market is on a desktop and you know uh, uh 86 percent of the market at the time was all on streaming devices so that's how we delivered the technology. Right, right, right. Well, so, I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. When you guys settled and then you bounced, did you bounce out of California after that? Are you still sticking around, Cali? We're in Utah. Okay. So were yeah. you were never based in California? That's just where the lawsuit mm -hmm. happened? Yeah. yeah. So what happened? You, after you settled, like, what was the, what was the impetus for the, the next generation of Harmon? Of Angel Studios? Yeah. Yeah. So we, after we settled, we, we bought Angel.com and then we rebranded re as Angel Studios. Um, you know, Angel being investor, and uh, we had Drybar, we had the Chosen, yep. and then we just started expanding. Tuttle yep. Twins, which you can see I'm sporting right here. Um, the Wing Feather Saga, which is fantasy. Tuttle Twins is like a freedom education thing for kids. From Ron Paul, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it it fit in that world. Yeah, um, and then you've got um, Sound of Freedom now we've which got. is fun because we went through all this battle and and fox was acquired by disney during our lawsuit and this parallel story was happening and then we ended up with the rights to sound of freedom here in 2023 yeah, fox paid for sound of freedom to get made is uh -huh. that how it worked and yep. then disney bought them so disney owned it yep yep and they were suing you when you bought it from them or did you wait till after the lawsuit no it was, it was after the lawsuit and then you purchased got, it back yeah yeah. Well, they actually, the team purchased it back and then we licensed from, we became the distributor after that. The team, who's the team? Eduardo Verastegui, oh, he did. the producer. Straight yeah. up. Did yeah. he raise money to, I don't know if that's yeah, public he, data. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, and he worked with Disney for like a year and a half trying to get, get it out, to negotiate to get it out of there. I love and, this. Uh, Fox News, you know, very, very, uh, yeah. QAnon. These guys. <laughs> 20th century Fox, right? It, it, they, they, yeah, we, we mentioned this earlier that we have this article from Vox.com. Take a look. This is from a couple, uh, like two weeks ago. Sound of Freedom wants to raise awareness about child trafficking. Here's what, it, what it's really doing. Oh, what it's really doing. I love this. Let me just uh, do a quick search. You know, Fox used to be so Take a look. F -O -Q -S. It says, that extremism 
is at least as dark and dangerous as the very thing Sound of Freedom wants to combat. <laughs> the crazy thing about about it is like the I, Fox I, I made it. it. Well, Fox made it, and I compare it to Law and Order SVU. It's it's mm -hmm. th there's no there's evil government actors snatching kids under their arms and like j running out of a pizza restaurant or anything like that. It's just it's a law enforcement story. Yeah. That Disney wanted at one point. Right, yes. When they wanted it, it wasn't extreme. <laughs> they bought it. <laughs> but when they don't have it anymore, it is extreme. I mean, I think what you're doing with moving to sort of uh, creating culture through the marketplace is really interesting. In some ways, it reminds me of what Matt Gates did, saying, uh, you know, uh, Jack Smith, the, the prosecutor that's investigating uh, Trump, he just was like, well, you can't have any more money. This isn't worth it. This is this is craziness. And I think in some way, really, that's ultimately, I mean, we talk about a lot with like Public Square, uh, the dollar is one way to leverage power against these institutions. So internally, Republicans who are in Congress could theoretically cut off some of these investigations if they cut off DOJ funding. Money. And if you guys are able to say, like, mm. we know people who are willing to spend money for entertainment that they feel represents them and we make the entertainment, then we're able to circulate this money through people who have the values. And I find that really interesting. Well, we also learned, like, I um, we I went to CinemaCon this year. CinemaCon is where all the studios come to talk to the theaters. So the, oh. the exhibitors are the theaters and those are mainstream Americans. These are... 3,000 plus owners of theaters all across this country and they're just normal everyday middle-class heartland Americans and so the studios come in and at CinemaCon they like it's the most bizarre experience where you've got these middle American theater owners and then you got these studios that are coming out of their bubble and then they're just trying to sell their content to the theater owners and so they're they're kind of like I don't know. I don't, it was, Is there like a cultural di like, yeah, they don't, uh, difference? Yeah, they, they don't really like, th there's this, there's this. There's, a, 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 there's almost, a, there's an almost um, adversarial. Adversarial relationship. relationship but at yeah. the same time, they're sitting there whining and dining in the theaters trying to just say, okay, but we have to work with you. But I they look down on them. I was answer. walking around with this shirt on, this angel shirt, and they're, and I couldn't make it down the hallway without, First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Five, six different theater owners just stopping and being like, hey, they pull out a cross and they're like, I'm on your side. <laughs> like, why like, are you whispering? Like, keep, keep going. And I'm like, thank you. But but it's it's um but the, the amount of support from the theaters made us realize there's just this realization. As long as we can make it economically viable for alternative content to go to the theaters, they will pick that content, they, 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 they'll support it. Yeah. And that's how the money's made. Listen to this. Theaters. July 3rd, we had 2,634 theaters for Sound of Freedom. July 7th, 2,852. July 14th, 3,265. July 21st, 2,285. July 28th, which is coming tomorrow. Oh, what day are we? Tomorrow, it's this Friday. 3,411. This is like the first movie that's I've expanded. ever heard of 
that has expanded the number of theaters for four Fridays oh, straight. The, we, the, you, you may have ris- misread the number. I misheard you. I thought the third number you read was a 2,000, but it was two. It was 3,285. And then up to 36. So it went from 3,265 to 85 to 3,000 to uh, 3,411. I've noticed it like consciously the way it's expanding too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like caught fire, like yeah. psychological fire. Well, yeah. listen, listen to this stat. This is just on a Reddit thread. Sound of Freedom has a shot at 27 state straight days over $3 million. Even Endgame didn't do that. And I'll believe only a single digit number of movies have done that somewhere. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. And everybody's like, Titanic didn't do it. They made it only to 19 days. I'd be interested to know what the record is. That's just a Reddit thread. That... Do, are tickets more expensive? Because inflation obviously has got to be playing a role. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, how yeah, much are yeah, they now? So the average ticket price is 11 like eleven eighty or something okay. like that. Yeah, and if you go back to like Passion of the Christ, it was somewhere seven, seven or eight bucks. Change yeah, seven okay. and change. Yeah. So, Sound of Freedom was number two for the uh, July fourteenth to twentieth. Yes, yes, and uh, but, but the week, we, and we, I think we've had four or five days that we've been number one, and. Um, but um, one other thing that's different is that they've they've refactored uh, all the theaters to do these lounge chairs. I love it. That's what we had. And so it's actually regal, yeah. it's changed. Even though the ticket price has gone up, your actual number of seats are smaller, and so it's kind of changed the economic environment oh, of, the the- of the theaters. Yeah, yeah. Sound of Freedom's got several days. Uh, July fourth, it was number one. Uh, July tenth and eleventh was number one, and July twentieth, it was number one. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. That's and cool. growing. Yes. You mentioned um, crowdfunding because Angel Studios has a crowdfunding model. You say 100,000 angel investors, they come in and they vote on what. Do you ever find that that causes problems, like chaos within the, the structure or the organism? So far, what we've seen is this incredible um, aptitude for choosing a hit. Like the, our very first theatrical release was called His Only Son. It was this little $250,000 film. Nobody would have guessed to take this film to theaters. Like you would not, this is not the kind of film you'd take to theaters. It doesn't have a big enough budget. doesn't have any named people. First time director. It doesn't have a first time director. Like this film the, shouldn't the have gone to theaters. The actors from Lebanon, the main actress is from Iran, and the main, and the boy who plays Isaac, Abraham Isaac, he's from Israel. Like they're, they're just no-namers that are- But it did well. But we got the Guild score and we're like, whoa. Whoa. And then we put it out there for crowdfunding and it raised uh, $1.25 million in 100 hours. And we were expecting to raise $400,000 in 30 days. And we're just like, okay, we got to lean into this because what the Guild is saying. And then it hit number three in the box office against some huge, huge temples. But I would assume this is one of the things that maybe Hollywood is forgetting is important. Like you guys are talking to actual people who are interested in a movie who would put their money behind movies and saying, what do you want to see? Whereas Hollywood has their own enclave of people and they're asking each other it's it's such an echo chamber how could you get accurate feedback on what a good movie would be yeah yeah you said the guild is the guild the small percentage of the total fund crowd funders who's the guild anybody who has invested in a previous project can be a member of the guild and those guys are are the ones who decide the future of angels production there's about a hundred thousand people in the angel guild and the idea here is is that they replace the Hollywood gatekeepers. Hollywood's awesome. All the creators, the craftsmen in Hollywood, they're great. The gatekeepers are the problem. And they, they, they're they the ones who decide like this, it has to have this much uh, diversity figure or, the, or this much LBT, 
LGBTQ, it has to have this much nudity, this many sex scenes, whatever. They're the ones just like deciding these things for the, the, the content creators. And so the filmmakers are, um, they kind of move either direction, but the gatekeepers are holding, holding the grounds. And so the, the angel guild is a replacement of the Hollywood gatekeepers. And they, so we get 60 filmmakers a week submitting to angel studios. And then these, the guild goes through and votes on that content and about 95% of it fails and 5% gets through to the next step. Yep, mm -hmm. to the next step. When someone submits, they submit, oh yeah, the torch. The torch, this, yeah. So they'll submit like a five minute short film. Or, 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 if it, or in the case of Sound of Freedom, they submitted the entire film. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Yep. His only son. Anything His only son to theaters has to be the whole a film. Anecdotally, before the show, you guys are telling me the torch you call is like this prototype five minute piece or whatever, full, full film. So technically, Sound of Freedom was a torch. Yeah. It's from the Statue of Liberty's torch. I didn't know that the Statue mm -hmm. of Liberty was crowdfunded. Yes. By French people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the yeah. hell? Yeah. So Fre <laughs> Frederick Bartaldi couldn't get any governments to fund the, the Statue of Liberty. And he wanted, had this dream of creating the biggest piece of art. And we all know artists will try to get their budget from wherever they can. Yes, that's right. <laughs> they'll, they'll go anywhere to get their budget. But he wanted to create the biggest piece of art around the biggest idea in the world. Then he first tried the Suez Canal before he'd visited the Amer America. And, and he got shot down. He visits America and he decides this is the biggest idea. America is. So he goes back. He gets the president of the United States to say, I think that's a great idea. Takes back a letter because the president didn't offer him any money. I mean, even the Washington Monument was crowdfunded. I don't know if you knew that, but the, because um, the government wouldn't pay for stuff like that back then. And they-, they My had, times have changed. They had, <laughs> they had principles. Um, so so they, they, he goes back to, to France and he raises just enough money to build the torch in a hand. And he sets it up in the parks and he takes people up in the top of the torch and he takes pit black and white pictures of them. There's a whole bunch of them online. You can see this black and white pictures of this torch. And he raised $14 million in today's money over a decade. He'd give out little pins. Yeah. Little things. It was the first but... Kickstarter campaign. Yes. First crowdfunding wow. campaign. Yep. And he, and he spends a decade and he builds it. So we just modeled the entire brand of our company as we have torches, which are the, the filmmakers, even like, Every year we do what are called the Torch Awards, where we actually give away a, a copper re replica of the torch of the Statue of Liberty to filmmakers. So there's, um, yeah, we the idea is around the original crowdfunding campaign. I think a lot of the problems in today's society could be solved with crowdfunding. A lot of like roads, you're really worried about the roads, don't wait for the government, you know, set yeah. up, but we just need maybe some organization for it, like an app or something where you can like locally... Send yeah. some, you know, some tax yeah. money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and what what happens is, as soon as you engage the crowd, like when we raise the smartest money we can raise for advertising is from the crowd because everybody comes in, they can do, they they maybe throw fifty bucks at it or twenty bucks or whatever, and then they go out and they bring it, drag all their neighbors into the theaters. So if you get seven thousand, ten thousand people crowdfunding a project, you've got ten thousand, an army of ten thousand people out dragging every they know into those theaters to try to make that movie profitable of the hundred thousand angel investors that you currently have uh do they all invest in every movie no no they don't all invest uh, every single movie we bring on a giant chunk of new people over half how do people sign up to invest invest.angel.com is where um the the different projects go up for to, to raise money and there's a link there at angel.com yeah so 
angel um, is it the same way for for writers and stuff that want to submit like as if you need more another thousand submissions so <laughs> so we're not currently set up to um to take scripts uh we only can take torches like only like projects that show a vision for what you're trying to create um but um we, we, there's also a link on there for the angel accelerator fund and they they have they actually um they partner with some filmmakers to help create torches mm -hmm. what was it called the angel accelerate Ac accelerator oh, fund and they'll they'll help people that don't have money but have a great idea or like a great really great they, they're gonna have to bring their own money like they, they match torch like if, if a torch cost 100 grand they might put up 50 and then the, the torch would be then the, the the filmmaker would have to bring 50. Let's talk about uh, winning the culture war. Yeah. So I think one of the reasons Sound of Freedom is so important is uh, making $133 million, several days at number one, proving that outside, as you mentioned, the gatekeepers, there is a path towards success. Yes. Younger people need to be able to look at the stuff that we're creating and say, there is another way to succeed. You don't have to go through the corrupt machine. We have this news story that I think plays into this. Bud Light Brewery is laying off hundreds of U.S. workers. Well, I'm kind of sad for these people, but at the same time, if you've been working at Bud Light, where over the past four months this controversy has been going on, you had to know this was coming. Not only that, but several bottling plants had already laid off hundreds of people. So y'all should look, if you work for Bud Light, I would only say I am personally I would be surprised if you were not trying to find another job because they are firing people. But this is a sign that the old guard and the gatekeepers are failing. They are losing out. Get what go broke. And we're starting to see the inverse with Sound of Freedom, for instance. Mm -hmm. There is an inverse to get woke, go broke starting to emerge. And that is don't be woke, make money or however you'd phrase it. I don't know. Someone can come up with something catchier. <laughs> Stay based. Get laced. Make it rain. Get paid. Uh, yeah, something like we'll that. We'll let the chat take care Stay of this. Yeah, chat, guys, think of something that's the inverse of this because this is, this is what we're seeing. Now, we were, we were just talking about, you know, Donald Trump is getting indicted. And I was saying this earlier. How do you, people are like, what do we do? How do we win? We're watching this corruption. I'm like, they're going the wrong route. Going this procedural, procedural route to try and win a culture war is a losing battle. Yeah. And, and we should all know this because it's what Republicans were doing in 2016. Democrats were going to the media, they're going to TV, they were lying, cheating, and stealing. They were pushing false narratives, Russiagate, etc., to shape the minds of, the, of individuals in this country. They controlled institutions, they were censoring information on media. They knew culture comes first, then politics. Now what do you have? You have the Biden DOJ protecting uh, Hunter Biden with this, with this insane plea agreement they tried giving him, indicting Donald Trump again, and we got uh, SBF getting his charges dropped. Not all of them, but how convenient. You give Democrats money, you don't go to jail, I guess. But I don't think that's going to play very well because if the influence that is generated in culture is coming from the likes of Angel Studios, if the products they're buying are no longer Bud Light, if they're not watching Fox News even or CNN anymore, they're coming to other places. Yeah, it's not like they just stopped. Right, exactly. They're going somewhere else. Exactly. And that means eventually Democrats aren't going to be able to pull this stuff off. They're going to slowly start losing political power. Because they're trying to win by writing laws or, or utilizing government, which I've been saying a long time, doesn't work. Republicans keep trying to do that. Doesn't work. Great example. You've got on the books laws preventing adults from engaging in lewd and lascivious acts with children. 
These, these laws have been on the books forever. West Virginia, for instance, has it plain as day. Yet the police allow children to be part of lewd and lascivious shows at adult venues, child drag performances, all ages drag shows that are explicit. Because the law has to be enforced. The police won't enforce it, though, because of the culture. Mm -hmm. Because we're at a point, or we were, where you have these, uh, uh, you, you had this show where it said it's not going to lick itself and there's kids there and the cops go, I'm not getting involved in this. Even though it is illegal, discernibly codified, the cops won't do anything about it because the culture is fractured and there's no clear winner. The police are only going to do what they think the majority would support. If Sound of Freedom is winning, if Angel Studios is winning, if shows like ours, if Cast Brew Coffee is winning, if Bud Light is failing, eventually people are going to say, I'm here to be on the winning side. Law enforcement's going to come out and be like, we're going to go arrest the person breaking the law. It's illegal for women, unmarried women to skydive in Florida on Sunday. Is a cop going to arrest a woman who skydives on Sunday? Of course not. Why? It's illegal because the law actually doesn't matter. What matters is what police are willing to enforce. So if we win the culture war, then the police are going to enforce what the people want enforced. Yeah, I think it's true. I mean, the part of government is the consent of the people, right? So if you disagree with law, not only can you fight it, but also your town can start to say like, this doesn't make sense. I mean, there are all kinds of old laws in the books. The, the skydiving in Florida one might be an example of, of things that we would not allow or accept. I believe there's a, a town in Connecticut where your husband's allowed to uh, um, beat his wife on the town hall steps during the day and that never got repealed. It's just there. Wow. Now, if this happened, we would all be appalled. Like we know some things are wrong and I can't say why that one was on the books ever, but uh, so much of what we do is just choosing to say like, I'm not gonna give into this anymore. And again, I think it's important to go back to the fact that for a long time, you know, you'd get these things, companies doing something you didn't agree with, but there were no alternatives, right? Like I remember, uh, I can't even remember like, if you wanted to boycott uh, a shoe company, well, that shoe company is also owned by this company that's also doing right. this. And like, we saw this a little bit with uh, Bud Light that, you know, some people were like, well, I'll buy this one. And it actually is all under the Anheuser-Busch um, umbrella. So maybe we give credit to the internet here for being active and alerting people to sort of the network of companies. But uh, it is really interesting to see people actively seeking out change and reviewing like what they're being told to do and saying, I don't want to anymore. I think it happens it doesn't happen at once too. It'll happen like probably like a seven year lag. You make a movie that changes like a nine year old's mind. And then when they're 16, that's when the power yes. begins to mm. shift. Yes, mm. absolutely. Do you guys see that with yes. your own kids? Well, yeah, oh, totally. And that's the reason that we started this is because we could see um, that this was a long game, right? Like the way that we were going to actually change the world for our children and for their children was by not not by going and coming here to D.C. and lobbying and, and fighting over red and blue politics, but it was just in our home yeah, with our kids telling really great stories that helped them understand true principles. When The Dark Knight Rises came out, I, had, I was at CPAC that year or sometime around there, and I remember sitting in on this panel discussion and them saying, you know, if you're conservative and you want your children who are interested in politics to make a difference, you actually shouldn't send them to D.C., you should send them to Hollywood. And I wish I could give credit to whoever said that. I've forgotten the panelist's name at this point. But it's interesting because they're basically making the point 10 years ago when you guys said Angel was founded in 2013 that you guys ultimately proved, which is like if you want to redirect culture, you need people who have those values 
in a position to make that content. I mean, it's we know a lot of people who are creative and who have ideas, but uh, I don't remember who was on the show talking about the the infrastructure behind movie production, like all all the things you need to rent and the film equipment. Like there has to be stepping stones to build this, mm -hmm. and ultimately, you guys have proven redirecting the and, energy. Is the and Steve thing. Jobs says that the most powerful person in the world is a storyteller. Mm. Yeah, that he's famous for that statement, and you can see this with Sound of Freedom. Alejandro Monteverde goes and. Mexican guy, grew up, was affected by cartels. He, his dad was, and his brother were murdered. Murdered by a cartel. And he builds this movie and this story to help unite and to fight this issue. And Neil was just telling me last night that some bill in what state was it? I think it was Wisconsin. Wisconsin or something, like a local legislator put up a bill that's called the Sound of Freedom Bill and they're changing laws because of this film and there was a wow. there was a um uh law enforcement officer down in texas who after watching the film started classes in their community and they're teaching teenage girls what signs to look for how pedophiles attack through through social media those classes and are happening all over like classic yeah. churches QAnon, right wing extremism just <laughs> protect your on. family yeah <laughs> So, um, Look I out to their, for predators, crazy stuff. <laughs> they showed it at Congress, I think, Sound of Freedom yesterday, mm -hmm. is yeah, it? Yeah, Tuesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Yeah, Both sides bipartisan. showed up. Donald mm -hmm. Trump's made a comment that he wants to give traffickers the death penalty, uh, women as well as men. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I mean, it's- That's Donald's it, idea. Yeah, I'm not, it was like, geez, why does he keep jumping to the death penalty? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to derail if you guys don't want to talk well, about well, Big I, D. I mean, I, I uh, here, look, the, the traffickers, people that, rape kids and sell them probably deserve death but the death penalty i think the statistics are they get it wrong like four percent of the time like too four, much four out of a hundred yeah. people yeah. are innocent and so it's not a practical solution in my opinion i can that's my agree. opinion i, I don't yeah, I, I don't see, like i i believe they deserve it but if you pra can't practically make that happen without like if you were if you were trying to protect a kid who is about to be attacked by someone use whatever force you can to save the life of that child from the person committing the crime, right? Yep. If we've captured someone and Kamala Harris walks up to me and says, see that guy over there, he deserves death. I'm gonna be like, I don't trust you, lady. I yep. mean, that guy may be evil for sure, but yep. man, I'm not gonna sign off on Kamala Harris's request. I know she's the worst example I can think of, you know, when it comes to who would be advocating right, but for the you death penalty. But, but once the power's there, you got to be her. the worst person. Right. Yeah. Now, granted, I am grateful that Trump is entering the discussion. It shows how powerful this movie has been that Donald Trump is entering that discussion and participating. And he had his own screening, right? Yeah. But I mean, I we've got, you wouldn't believe, like, it's not just Republicans that are asking for screeners of this movie. Like, Everybody's oh, asking for screeners. No, look, look, look. Uh, there, there, <laughs> I want to know. There are leftist publications that are saying QAnon and stuff. The Guardian did it, but the critic, the corporate press critic reviews are still what, like seventy-five percent? Yeah, or I think better? it's down to seventy now. It oh, just slowly gets chipped away at. But, um, but the, but there are people on both sides of the aisle that are very powerful, all and state leaders all over the world, like asking. To see this, I, I, t for example, tomorrow we're flying to El Salvador. Yeah. 
Wow. And we wow. are meeting with Bukele's, Bukele's oh, to, oh, nice. to premiere the film. But oh, that's fantastic! But he's the, great. He, he's yeah. public. I can say that one. But there, there but are who else? There, no, Name them all. <laughs> you, you would be amazed, and and I'm hoping that some of them, when they watch it, because they're they're watching it. To and we're talking, uh, not that they're going to be on this uh, live stream, but if they are, or somebody who is, uh, we are hoping that one of them will come speak up, up. Mm-hmm. speak up, that, like just just. Stop this ridiculousness. Everybody who's seen this movie knows it has nothing to do with politics and it has nothing to do with conspiracy theories. To be the most bipartisan issue, stopping yeah, child law. trafficking. And it's just I, a true this, story. But this, this is what I keep saying. Law and Order SVU is on the, on the air for 20 some odd years. I think it's still on the air, oh, right? Yeah. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It's, it's a very, very popular show about law enforcement trying to protect victims of sexual abuse. You, you guys acquired a movie and distributed it. And they're so desperate to attack it, it's insane. Yeah, but I, I think I think you're hitting a point here. And Russell Brand, when he covered Sound of Freedom, he covers this point. Uh, I think there's like I, I I've been just racking my mind. Why on earth is everybody attack like is the left attacking this so hard? Specifically the left. And I, I came up with four theories. Uh, uh, the first one is Russell Brand's, which I didn't come up with. He came up with it. He just said this is a model coming out of left field. It's completely bypassing all the Hollywood gatekeepers. They hate it. And they hate it so much that they hate this model and the fact they can't control it because they have their oligopoly that they would rather attack the model with these conspiracy theories and just forget about the fact that the the message. Hmm. Number two, there's groups of people who are so partisan that when the dog whistles come out, they just say, uh, my team's on this side. So they, therefore I can't right. watch it. Yeah, there's yep. a cognitive dissonance where they're not weighing. This is millions of kids being trafficked versus my partisan politics. So, so I'll address that, right? Many people complain about Chris Evans' politics because uh-huh. he goes on Twitter and he says woke stuff. He's in the movie Knives Out. I can separate art from the artist. I, yeah. I thought Knives Out was great. I think great uh, Ryan yeah. Johnson also has questionable yeah. statements, but I thought uh, 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 Knives Out was good. I, 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 I actually liked how he incorporated the politics into it. They can't mm-hmm. see, these, these tribalists you're referring to can't seem to do that. They can't do it. They can't separate it. And then the third one is where you get a little more controversial, but it's like uh, you've got a $150 billion industry. These have, there's cartels that are child trafficking cartels and they've got their talking points and that journalists are inadvertently grabbing these talking points, probably because of one or two, but they're grabbing cartel talking points to try to downplay how significant of a problem this is. And number three is they're just all number, sorry, number four is they're just all in it. Like they're all in it together and there's just, and so it probably is Russell Brand's got it first and it cascades down to the bottom one. Um, the, the evil, just everybody, all these people are evil, but there's, but it's, it's most likely economics driving it, partisanism driving it. And then the other two are probably smaller ones. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the partisan one is so true. If you, especially if you're getting people who are like, you know, like you were saying with the theater owners who hold up their crosses to you in secret, like these people being like, I am against child trafficking, but I don't want to say it too loud. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. a little weird, but I guess if that's your team's part- line, I don't know. I, I identify with Russell's 
uh, idea that it's a uh, economic warfare essentially or like they don't like the model of coming in from the outside and disrupting the hollywood model that's and the terrifying. kids are just a side uh yeah there was, I, 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 oh, there I, I was wanna... that news anchor who was like it's not as much of a crisis as you think and it was like did you, did you give your fourth reason yet already or yeah fourth is just that uh, they're combination all combination of the three <laughs> they're right. all in it they're I, all evil they're all part of the cartels that's the one the internet but loves. but but i don't even think it, it seamus uh, uh coglin has a cartoon on freedom tunes that makes the joke perfectly Okay, I'm going to spoil it for you guys because I need to make the point, but it's two Hollywood guys being like, oh, this sound of freedom, you know, what is going on with this? It's, it's succeeding. They'll never change my mind. They go to see the film. They're crying and weeping <laughs> as they watch it. And they're like, and as they're leaving, they're like, I never knew the suffering and everything they went through to bring us the children. Ah, uh, you get the point. Uh, <laughs> we talk about how they're upset because of the gatekeepers and they're mad that you guys are basically taken over. But I think there's a component of we've known for a long time. Because there's the, the, I think both Corey's. Did, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Did, did they both come out and talk about it? For sh I think so. I mean, Feldman For definitely sure. is vocally at Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and then you got, you know. Elijah, uh, Elijah Woods talked about this. But then you also have just the general abuse of, you know, we all know the story of Harvey and everything mm -hmm. he did. Mm -hmm. I, have a, I, have a, I have a friend that li lives in LA and she's been in this world for a long time. And when Harvey finally went in, she was just like, we've known this for forever it was everybody's known it, was a it. Joke. Seth, seth MacFarlane like, made the joke. everybody knew seth MacFarlane made the joke on some awards show mm -hmm. then then you also have stewie griffin in an episode of family guy running through the mall saying help help i've escaped kevin spacey's basement like people in hollywood know what's going on there so i'm gonna i'm gonna say the, uh, the tribal partisan thing i think makes sense because we've had people come on and sit, sit at the studio like the culture war for instance and outright defend books we have these books here where they're showing graphic images of adult activities to kids and say, it's a good book. And I'm just like, that's the most insane thing ever. Like, have you no principles? They don't. But I really do think Hollywood's got pedos who are really pissed off that you guys put out a film. Okay. I, th I think, I really do think that one of the reasons Disney did not want to run this is because there's high up people who are like, the last thing we want is people focusing on this as a cultural issue. There's no reason for Disney not to publish this film. They had it. It was basically free. They had bought it already. They could have put it straight to DVD or put it on Amazon and made a couple hundred thousand dollars overnight, but they decided to shut it down. Something doesn't add up with that because if the question was gatekeeping, they could have just put it on Amazon. They could have put it on Disney Plus. Hey, here's another offering. But for some reason, they said no one should see this movie. That's weird. And then we, we talked uh, about with, with, you know, when we had Tim here and uh, Eduardo, uh, is Edward or Eduardo? Eduardo, 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 Eduardo. and uh, Tim Ballard. When we had him here, he was mentioning that there was going to be a companion documentary that they were they were supposed to make, and mm -hmm. it was because they didn't want to do that they released the rights to the film. So Disney's looking at uh, it like we're going to have to release this film because of a contract, and we're going to have to make a documentary about it. I think there are people who are high up who have certain predilections who are like we don't want two films. So what's what's your win scenario? So the, Pass it off so just a film comes out, hope it fails, and don't make the documentary. Your worst case scenario is you have to make the documentary and the film comes out. Mm -hmm. So they actually are looking at it like, you know, we, 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 we may lose this, but we don't take as much collateral damage in terms of, of, their, of their predilections and what they don't want people talking about. I think it's possible. Um, I want to give some benefit of the doubt that maybe they just thought this isn't a brand a, fit. A brand fit. Uh, 
I don't have. You guys are so nice. <laughs> but I'm just. I, I mean, technically, you're no, right. Look, I, I have wanted. every reason to hate Disney. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> they made my life miserable for four and a half years. <laughs> um, but the but there is. I, I I think I'd like to leave that open. Uh, yeah, I think they Matt, are against Matt being Kibbe, against child trafficking. Which yeah, is Matt, kind of an interesting brand to have. I Matt, just Matt Kibbe. I was talking to him, him the other day, and he he said maybe it's like Baptist and bootleggers. Where you've got the one side, they're kind of almost like a collaboration happening without them even realizing that they're collaborating. Yeah. One's actually against it and one's for it, but they're actually making it happen together. And he's like, that kind of reminds him of that in some ways. There's a parallel there. I got I got it pulled up right here. Law and Order SVU has been on the air for 24 years. Whew. It is one of the most popular television shows of all time. So there's two points to be made there. Why Disney would look at a well-made movie which they had already and could just literally upload to Disney Plus and be like, have a nice day. They have that. They could release it, allowing them to be in a, in a similar space. People like the show, clearly. Mm-hmm. Why would they not do it? Did I mean, they? Oh, were you going to answer? I have a, que- I have so, a follow-up uh, question. So, to make, so, like, so, so we were talking to John Irwin because he said this movie came across his desk at, at Lionsgate. And... Um, and he was pushing for it. He was pushing for it. He sa- he saw the the potential for the movie, but he said all the people that we launched through, they are the elite. They are the power players. They are the tastemakers, and the the leaders don't want to touch the film. We didn't know how to get it out the door. He said they're all calling him now, being like, "Yeah, everybody's so like, weird. why did we take that?" But then he said, "When I saw you guys got it, I was like, that was the perfect match because Angel has a direct connection to the people." And the people will care about this issue and they will be able to rise it to the level that the tastemakers pay attention to it. And the leaders have to pay attention to it. And so that's exactly what happened. When Disney sold it back or to you guys, is it public how much they sold it for? They sold it to Eduardo. They sold it to Eduardo. Eduardo. I think they released it to him, didn't they? Eduardo released the number of what he's got into the film. It's 14 and a half million. I don't know the exact details of the rest of what goes into that 14 Okay, but roughly he up to 14 million he paid to Disney to get it. And maybe Disney thought they weren't going to get 14 million putting it on Disney Plus. So they're just better off unloading it for a small dose of cash. I I don't want, I I just. I just can't speculate. Yeah. yeah, I say what you're thinking. I want to pull up this video. We have this video, Ian Miles Chong posted, it says, this is what's popular on TikTok. Meanwhile, in China, kids are learning about theoretical physics, practical woodworking, and astronomy on Douyin, which is their... Their Their version of TikTok. uh, Right. Yeah. This video is disturbing. It's on par with the NPC girls. You guys have seen that stuff where there's like ice cream stuff. I I just saw it the other day and I was so confused by it. My wife and we watched it like seven times and we're sitting there going to bed and we're watching it over and over again. I'm like, what are they doing? And by the end, we just... You and everyone else. This, we just, I, wanna, we I, wanna, I won't let myself up. watch I it. I want to play this video. I, I got to play this video. It's a t- 23 seconds and you'll, you'll get a general idea. I don't, I don't want it to be too loud, but here we go. Oh, you want to hit the audio? <laughs> I mean, guys, I mean... <laughs> For those that are just listening, it is a guy who's crying and screaming and trying to stack uh, nuts, like uh, uh, hardware nuts. Lug nuts or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think those are lug nuts necessarily, just hardware nuts. And uh, it's deranged. It is absolutely deranged content. If you let it roll for a second longer, he makes this weird, like, yeah. That's why he's popular, is that face and that sound and stuff. 
So who this looks, is what possessed. This is what you kids feel, are watching. You feel your mind disorganized as you watch it. This yeah. is what. So uh, uh, I'll throw it back to you guys. Are you guys familiar with Elsa Gate? YouTube started promoting a whole bunch of these videos of Elsa, Spider Man, and the Joker running around doing shenanigans. It started devolving into extremely psychotic content where. There were cartoons of children drinking out of urinals and consuming feces. Like 2013 or mm. something. This is the algorithm at the time. I think this was YouTube. It was an accident. Yeah. YouTube just had an algorithm that recommended what got clicked the most. They didn't really think about it. And it was being exploited. And people were just doing keyword searches and then making whatever was getting the most clicks. And it turned into this nightmare scenario. I think with TikTok, you look at this video, pull this clip back up. So I want people who are watching to see this guy's face. TikTok is promoting this stuff because I think they figured out, hey, Elsagate is destroying the fabric of the United States and the West because the children who watch that are going to have psychological problems and trauma later in life. Yes. This is very much the same thing as are the NPC girls. There were already stories about, uh, first, young girls facing extreme depression because of Instagram. But now you have stories of young girls developing Tourette syndrome because they would watch a popular influencer with Tourette's start imitating the person and then start developing involuntary tics in their communication style because this is social development for young people. I think TikTok, it's my personal opinion, promotes this stuff in the algorithm because it is gutting and destroying the fabric of our of our young people. This is another reason why I think it's so extremely important. One, you guys share, tell your friends to go see movies like Sound of Freedom, but all the other stuff that, that Angel Studios has coming out, you've got, uh, what's that new, there's another movie you got coming out uh, you got Cabrini. Cabrini, Cabrini. The, shift, out next I think. the shift is coming shift. out in December. Oh, Cabrini looks, looks cool. really good. There's a there's a there's one coming out in October called After Death. Oh, cool, dude. The shift When's Cab looks Cabrini nuts. Is, yeah, the shift looks good. Shift uh, is awesome. I really want to see Cabrini. That trailer looks really amazing. And John Lithgow's in it. Yes. Yeah, John I like, Lithgow, I like and him. it's the same director as Sound of Freedom. It's Alejandro. Ooh. Oh, that's wonderful. Wonderful. and it's his best work yet. It looks really good. My wife, my wife, and I screened it. And my wife came away and she said, top five movie of all time for me. Wow. My daughter's oh, it's their favorite it. movie too. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, once, once we have screeners, we'll let you. Right on, right on. Yeah. But I, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to watch a screener. I watch in theaters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We'll let you, we'll, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll, so we'll get, like. We'll get you in the theater when it's time. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to be a secret or whatever. With Sound of Freedom, you know, so, someone reached out to me and said like, hey, we got a screener. We want you to see the film. I was like, I'm going to theaters, man. I yeah. Like, I like, I like you. That, that's so much better. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. the theater's the experience. Yeah, especially right. there with your friends, and afterwards we're walking out, we're talking about the parts yeah. we liked and didn't and like. And not just that, the theater is this. It's a it's a communal experience. You everybody goes in. There, there. Do you guys know who Andrew Peterson is? No. Who wrote the Wingfeather Saga? Mm. Uh, great Nashville. author, amazing author from Nashville, musician, pretty pretty big name. But he uh, he he has a, a blog called the Rabbit Room, and on that blog they published. It's a group of people that write on it. They wrote a, a blog post called The Sacrament of Cinema. And in it, it explains, and this is what shifted my gears on why movie theaters are hanging on and why I think that they have a bright future, is he compares the, the sacrament when you go to church and you let go of everything and you get into the exact same experience as everybody around you and you focus on this one thing which represents Jesus Christ. And you focus, 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 and you 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 take the sacrament you when you go to the theater you're surrendering all your screens all the social media and you're allowing yourself to be enveloped in an experience that, that director built for you and crafted for you and then immerse yourself and there's no pause button and you're all together and so you have this incredible experience and it, it can be it can be life-changing and i think 
that people are hungry to get away from the social screens. And that the easiest, most simple way to do that is to head to the cinema and shut actually it all down. shut everything down. And it's healthy for us right now where we're, we're overstimulated. So it, it, it almost sounds weird because it used to be the stimulation spot, but this is actually, I think it's a way to shut things off. I do too. The good news is, so when we look at this video and this guy is screeching and making nonsense content, which is going to traumatize kids, they're going to grow up and they will imitate. Are they going to be building spaceships? Are they going to be astronauts? Are they going to be even race car drivers? No, they're going to be saying insane things or acting like NPCs and saying ice cream so good, but we're winning. One, obviously, you guys are here. We're talking about Angel Studios, all the projects you have. But along with this story is Dylan Mulvaney announcing a stepping back from producing content because only 50% of Americans like me, Dylan says. And so Mulvaney will be slowing down content. This is what happens when people speak up for what they believe in, when they say uh, rather sternly but politely. Dylan Mulvaney has bad content, which is bad for kids, promoting alcohol to kids. You, if, you know, people want to talk about gender ideology. I'm like, absolutely. But also, this, the, this, the scandal starts with Dylan promoting booze to children on TikTok. Like, wow. let's, that was the whole thing. Grabbing all mm -hmm. the beer cans, cracking them open, and being like, March Madness, drink beer. And the average audience of TikTok is under 21. These, these are not good things. So when we see this stuff, we complain about TikTok. Yes, there are issues with a lot of people using the platform. TikTok banned us, for instance, for no reason. A little sour grapes there, I suppose. For no reason, we're, we're removed. We can't even express our opinions. But I think this, this is what leads me to believe, ultimately, they're trying to influence young people in ways that destroy their lives. When we look at Sound of Freedom, when we look at, I mean, Angel Studios, you guys are, are slaying it. It's, it's, it's crazy, the, the expansive growth. We may not have control of all the institutions. I have people say, how can you claim we're winning if Hollywood is owned by the left, if television is owned by the left? I'm like, the theaters, one of my points was theaters are not owned by the left. But my, what I'm saying is uh, winning doesn't mean owning everything. Winning doesn't mean you won. Right. Winning means you are gaining the territory in the conflict. That's right. And we are winning. That's right. What you said about the theater is so true. It's it's. Epically true. It's been true for thousands of years beyond cinema. Like cinema is relatively new aspect of theater, but the theater since the Greeks, mm -hmm. it's a very local BC, thing. It's a yeah. local thing. It's not a global thing. People mm -hmm. vibrate together in the local community. That's yep. the ticket. I had a dude when I saw Sound of Freedom on my to my left that was like breathing super heavy. He wasn't very healthy. He was drinking his Diet Coke or whatever he's drinking. And <sighs> but it like I have love for that man. It made that experience like unique. It was it was in my ear and it was a little distracting, but at the same time, I re I'll never forget it. I'll remember that forever, that moment. And I love that, that guy. I just remember that guy. And it was yeah. cool to be there with him. Or, or the fact that I think it's, it's I mean, we, we might be seeing as much as 10% of showings of Sound of Freedom having standing ovations. Like, and there there's cool. showings where people, complete strange, strangers hug each other. Yes, it, 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 and it, this isn't an uncommon report. I think also- You can't have that at home. Yeah, since COVID has basically died down, the, the madness around COVID, people want to go out and socialize again. And yeah. the yes. cinema is the place. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The you first, hear that, AMC? I'll say it, yeah, I gotta say it every time. Like the first, the intro of, of Sound of Freedom is just so good. Oh, yeah. Man, it's, 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 it's remarkable to me that they walked away from that. That they're like, how do you, how do you not watch that and be like, wow. This is an amazing film. Yeah. Just the <laughs> intro, just the intro, yeah. man. Yeah, really well so, done. We had a, a super chat from earlier. Someone suggested that you guys do, or somebody does a movie about the Statue of Liberty, that story about the Statue of Liberty. Oh, that would be really fun. That'd be cool. That'd be, I mean, we, the are, we are working right now, probably the first 
piece of it will be done next year. Jordan should be talking about this part. Founders. Yeah, yeah th- th- we're building a series on the founding of America and trying That's to build cool. an entire, this is so Game undertold. Game of Thrones style. Yes, this is so undertold. Game of Thrones with mo- a moral compass. But, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but this is such an undertold story. Think about how many movies. You know The Patriot? And then, you know, like a bazillion documentaries. Dude, The Patriot is like one John of my Adams. favorite movies of all time. The there's, Patriot is yeah. such a good movie. You got John movie. Adams and The Patriot. That's about You know that's that, about and it, there's a right? musical, like in the, 1776. In the, that was pretty good. In the yeah. UK, they complained but about the depiction major. of the British in The Patriot. Because you get the bad guy, country. like, killing children, and they're like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's anti-British. Also, you yeah. guys make, your own, you guys make your own movie. anti-white colonialism. You know what I mean? Like, go out there and make your own pro-British movie. I think it's interesting, because I, I watched The Patriot probably way after everyone else, but after it, you're like, yeah, let's hang an American flag. Like, this oh, is so great. Good. Like, you, I, I feel like there is something really positive out of walking out of theater and being like, I feel empowered to do something. I think Sound of Freedom has that effect for a lot of people, even if it's just be more conscious of how they can serve their local community. But, like, The Patriot makes you want to be like, yeah, it's a good country this is cool stuff like yeah i think that mm-hmm. is sort of uh along with the moral hunger in society some some way to feed that because videos like this of tiktok of this guy screaming like that's the equivalent of like fake chemical sugar that we're feeding to our young people you need to give them more yeah. substantial content for them to to feed their minds their emotions their souls things like that if you have them on the app where there's nothing nutritious so to speak there then of course they wither away. Yeah, like, this stuff's junk food. This exactly. stuff's junk food. You know what uh, is really interesting? You bring up the Patriot, and uh, that was made by an immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alejandro is an immigrant. Frank Capra, who made a ton of Americana, right? That, uh, it's, a that it, it's a Wonderful Life, and um, uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, all these films that helped define our country, made by immigrants. And um, I, that's what I love about... Um, the cinema is that it's all about uniting around an idea rather than partisanship or or country lines mm-hmm. it's just about uniting around an idea well it's and a- i think it's interesting too because this new study came out saying they're like only 18 percent of young americans consider themselves like very patriotic which is sort of strange but when we saw uh periods and no one quote me on the data here but when we saw periods of high patriotism it's when we're in conflict when we have to pull together with people that we don't know who live in our country we feel bonded that way and to your point like i think at least in my experience as like a first generation american immigrants choose to be here and they realize often why they have they have a decision there's a choice right there's there's sort of an act of love in that choice uh and i think that in some ways makes it easier to be clear about what you have when you're born into something it sometimes becomes easy to be like meh not that great because you don't have anything to compare it to right that's right i was in i was in poland and my wife and i we went to a communist museum they have a bunch of them and i was reading i was just amazing all the artifacts and everything from the ussr that were there and these Stalin statues and Lenin statues. And um, and then I get out and I'm looking at Google reviews and there's all these Americans writing these one-star reviews and they're just like, uh, it it makes communism look really bad. They need to get rid of their bias towards this. And I'm just like, what? No, these are the people who, like the people who made this museum are alive now and they lived through it mm-hmm. and anyway so it's just it, it they forget uh you're we only forget, a, gen- you're only a generation away from from freedom being gone 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to preserve the, uh, I, I think about that when it comes to the transgender movement and just transgenderism in general, if we could somehow make a movie that shows someone like going through it and you can really empathize with the person struggling with their own gender, and then you can kind of see it from the outside of what's happening to them and why they're going through it, that it could remind people in 20 years, like, it's okay to be you. Like you can, you know, to just to give, give, give young people hope that like, if you're feeling weird, like there's a way to, it's okay to feel weird. Yeah. Yeah. And if we mm -hmm. don't tell the story, we won't, it won't be remembered why it happened in the first place. And then we're doomed to repeat this, these cycles of like lack of faith or lack of love for self. So I would love to make a movie about that. I would even love to play that character for honest kids. Kids need, oh, I bet you could do a great job at that. Ian. Kids need stories where they will look up to people. Yeah. So that they, they want to emulate something, you know, I read these stories online. Uh, there's these, uh, there are these memes where a guy's like, I have a kid, he's kind of dumb, he's five. And then one day I saw him running around and he said, I'm Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, the kid saw a movie where the main character, the good guy, Spider-Man is doing these heroic things and then the kid imitates that. Mm -hmm. You give positive reinforcement, say, these are the people we like, these are the stories of heroism. Right now what's happening is we've had this period where there's a lot of woke movies that have no clear plot the 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 main characters are bad guys like even if you look yep. at uh, captain marvel's a good example there's this really great video breakdown of captain america versus captain marvel captain america sacrifices himself for his country <laughs> he desperately tries to serve his nation even though he's not fit to do so he's willing to jump on a grenade to save people captain marvel starts off with her robbing a guy for his clothes right and so and we're and cuz the guy's on a motorcycle and he goes you should smile and then she looks at him and then robs him Apparently, they're they're playing this trope that women should be empowered by stealing for like she's the bad guy. Yeah. They tried defending it, saying, "Well, yeah, you know, she changes later on." And I'm like, if kids watch that and they look up to someone who is mean, nasty, and entitled, they're gonna grow up thinking that's the way to be, and we don't want that. You're gonna yeah. love Cabrini because Cabrini is the story of a woman who's a superhero by being a woman. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Yeah. And she unapologetically, unapologetically, she's in a battle against the mayor of New York trying to figure out how to help the poor. And she's a Catholic nun. And she's a Catholic nun. But it's she's just, an entrepreneur who haps to, happens to be a Catholic nun. As yes. Well. What, what year does it take place? It's 18. 18 well, she was born in 50. It's the late 1800s. Late 1800s. Late 1800s. Yep. So she, but it's just this beautiful story of a woman being powerful because she's a woman. And I, um, I, I think that what, what we're seeing is that people are sick and tired of nihilistic movies. Yeah. Every single movie ends with everybody's bad. <laughs> like you get to the end of a series that you liked and they just end with everybody sucks everybody's bad everybody's everybody's evil. complicated every well complicated's fine but there's no like true like good evil black white hero like, like that, that that's just missing right now every it's just it, 
they're sick of nihilism. And uh, we're trying to offer an antidote to that is that, you know, stories that amplify light. But what, go ahead. Oh, is this, and you're talking about Francis Xavier Cabrini, the woman, the mm-hmm. Italian American yep. saint? Yes. Yep. This is powerful. When, uh, first, first American saint. Not. She's the very first. First. Men or woman. Ma- man or woman. Are there more? Are there other ones now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I had a question. Um, basically, you said that you watched, you and your wife, Jeff, watched that weird TikTok NPC seven times. Yeah. And like it's junk food. You also mentioned how it's like junk food. Did you feel like gross after? Did you feel weird afterwards? Because you was talking about how it like discombobulates the soul or whatever. However you, you oh, I said I feel my mind disorganized as I'm watching it. Yeah, so it's was just it like, straight up junk food? Did you feel it happening as you were watching? Because I've had it's to like, shut that video off. It's I've, like brain junk food. Yeah, it, it's just it's just like I, I don't. I think TikTok just in general is brain junk food, but. You know, you guys, I, deleted I think it's more like brain it's like crack. opiates, like drugs. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's crack. Yeah. I guess yep. you were talking about yeah. how movies are complicated. Characters become eyes. complicated and that, how that's kind of a problem. But you were saying it's it's okay, like complications okay. I wonder about that because I think we do need like to reorient so people. I, I, you know, I, the, the reason I mentioned that is because one of the reviewers of Sound of Freedom was was pointing out how they wish that the character, Tim Ballard, was more complicated. But it, it just happens to be a true story. And uh, Alejandro and Rod Barr, they wrote it the best they could based off the stories. And what they knew life, about Tim Ballard. And what they knew about Tim. And, um, and they wanted something more complex. Um, and, uh, but clearly audiences just want someone to go and fight evil. They want to see somebody fight evil and know that that can happen. And it's giving people courage. And when, when somebody sees someone else, like if someone sees Cabrini do something, someone sees Tim Ballard do something, they say, wait a second, that, that wakes up something inside of me. Yeah, because you nobody's perfect. Like right. Tim's probably gotten into arguments with his wife, but oh, you yeah. don't want to make people listen to it. Well, and he, he actually tells the story, because in, in the film, she says to him, you quit your job and you go and rescue those kids. He said the real story was he called her and said... Um, Honey, I have a chance to rescue some kids. The only way I can do it is if I quit my job. We've got six kids at home. You know, obviously I can't do that. He was kind of trying to talk her out of it. He was trying to talk talk her out of it. Talk himself out of it. And then she said, I hope I quote this correctly, but she said essentially, "Can, can you rescue the kids if you stay? And he says, yes, I think I can. And she said, then you need to quit your job and, and go do that. And he said, no, 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 no. You're crazy. We'll lose our pension. All this stuff she will said, happen. You don't come home until you rescue those kids. And she says, you don't come home until you rescue those kids. And then he, he kept fighting it. And then he says, I was kind of a coward. And then she finally said, I will not jeopardize my salvation by you not rescuing those kids. So that was the real story, right? That, 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 that was, but Alejandro wanted to have the hero be the hero. But he was sitting there like, uh, I don't have any support from the state, which means maybe I've got like a 50-50 chance. That you that you become a widow. Yeah. That's kind of how he was feeling, whether or not that's... Uh, Without the, support. I mean... Yeah. If you don't like have support, if everything. things go wrong, you're gambling. You know, we were... He we, ended up having support of the Colombian government by the end, but the, when he made that decision, he had no support. We were listening to... Uh, we listened to a lot of classic rock and older songs... And uh, we're hanging out downstairs. We're also, uh, you know, we watch some older movies. And I'm just like, where, where are the modern masterpieces? You know, the, the, everything's formulaic. And I think it's probably fair to say I didn't grow up in the 60s or 70s. They probably had their formulaic garbage music all the same. Yeah. And we only remember the greatest works and stuff like that. But, man, I, we're really in need of a movie that will resonate throughout generations. We need 
to get away from this formulaic stuff. You know, look, superhero yeah. movies are entertaining. I'll go see them. But Sound of Freedom was was meaning. We need movies like that. Even Groundhog Day, right? Groundhog Day seems simple comedy, but it's so it's so good. powerful, so, right? Yeah, like you walk away from it, you want to be a better person. Yeah, it's just, but it's fun, you know. It's sculpt. like interesting. It's an interesting idea. Yeah, when I sculpt. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> system, the, the, si the system has gutted out the 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 place where people can play and take risks. Right. They've gone to tent poles. They've that's where they can invest the money. That's the way that they know how to make the cinemas work, and that's the way they keep the competition out. <clears throat> so nobody can get in in and and play with risky storytelling. And uh, the angel model that. has opened that door again. Yep, I think that door is wide open now. Yep. Is it because you guys have now have contacts? I'm still a little foggy on the whole process. So you, I mean, I know you have the hundred thousand investors that pick the thing, they'll fund the thing, mm -hmm. and then we can predict the Rotten Tomatoes audience score based off the guild. Oh, nice. And then uh, in addition to that, w um, we have, cra well, we're using we can the smart- the audience Rotten Tomatoes score, not yes. the critics. Yeah, the, the, um, the, the print and advertising marketing budget normally comes from a bank or from a big studio. They write one check. When we're getting the checks from 7,000, 10,000 people, um, it's the smartest marketing funds that have ever been spent in Hollywood because all those people bring their family and friends. They talk about it. And so it becomes a movement. It becomes something where people uh, have to be part of it. Um, and additionally, like with our history of selling products and making them household names, we had this moment click where we realized that selling seats is no different than selling squatty potties. And squatty potties, by the way, work. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> really. What's What's the movie that you guys are coming out? You said one, one October, I think. October is After Death. After Death. Have yes. Yeah, after okay, Death. Because cool. I want to go see it. What's that thing about? Is the trailer out? Um, I can text you the trailer. Oh or yeah, Jordan, Why don't Jordan? Why don't you get? Yeah, him? Jordan. We haven't talked to you much yeah, on the Jordan show. Will you get just you the trailer. Make your younger brother do things in the background over here. Uh, How do you, you guys? <laughs> I'll give you yeah. my. I'll give you my number after the show, Jordan. Is it but, weird? But if, uh, I mean, I think we'd be okay just showing a preview of it. if you guys just want to show a rough cut of the trailer on. Is your, it on YouTube? No, it's no, it's nowhere. It's on frame. Like you'd be. You'd be the first one show. How do we get it up? We would be. Let's just do it. How do we do it? Jordan, hook it up. It's not actually out yet. This so. won't be the final trailer. This After is a draft death. of the trailer. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But yeah. now we're yeah. Let's 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 do it. Oh wow! Sneak sneak preview. <laughs> Timcast IRL viewers. Well, they send it over. Can I say? Yeah, where are we sending it? Uh, yeah. uh, Jordan, figure it out. Maybe with Surge. <laughs> yeah, if run he, over to um, Surge and get it to him. What is it like you? working Maybe. with a bunch of your brothers? Maybe uh, here I'll go. I'll go get the, get question. it and then send it to Surge somehow. It sends you a link and then maybe you can pull it up. Sorry, Hannah Claire. Uh, That's okay. Yeah, you know we, we need the we probably need the video file. We need to be able to play it something. You'll be able to download it. Is it on? Is it yeah. online? Okay, cool. Yeah, we it's can download it. We'll figure yeah. that out. Um, yeah, so having um, there's so they're six, six brothers. So they're nine in our family, six boys and three girls, and um, the so in the beginning. There were some struggles figuring out how to work together, but after we nailed it and after we figured it out, it's it feels providential how the skill sets right. of our family complement each yeah. other. And it just so happens that okay. there have been many other companies that have been very successful that are brothers. The Disney brothers. Or families. To, yeah. To lead off. Roy, Roy and Walt. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got the Warner brothers. The you've Nolan got brothers. The Koch brothers. The Nolan brothers. You've got... Um, the Musk brothers, yeah, um, and uh, and so when family can figure out how to work together well, 
there's power in that. And so it's really worked out well and, for us. And three of you are involved in a cousin, you said, or all six of the brothers? So uh, uh, four of us and a cousin started this company. Uh, only three of us work here full time. Mm -hmm. uh, we have another brother who is the showrunner for Tuttle Twins. Oh, cool. Uh, we have an, a brother who is, uh, is um, leads the consulting agency. And then another brother who ended up um, being the operator over at VidAngel when it got sold. Like the guy mm -hmm. who's the CEO of VidAngel uh, hired another brother to do That's that. That's interesting. Yeah. So if you have more jobs, you just enlist the rest of your brothers. Like, <laughs> no, that sounds super out. nepotistic. But it's <laughs> no, maybe it's nice because no, you no. guys know each other. I mean, the other yeah. one is the Ringling Brothers, and there were like 400 of them. I mean, by that, I mean, I think there were like eight Ringling Brothers, and they yep. each did different things and had different skill sets, and that was ultimately if, if you're, a huge if, part of American If you're culture. just kind of cast from the right die, um, uh, for us, the casting comes from just being farm boys in Idaho mm. uh, and a farm family. That's where you guys grew up in Idaho? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And Jordan, Jordan Potato over, here, over here in the background, he, he left after co-founding with us. He left for a while, and he started another company called Cove and grew it to like a $100 million company. And then it ended up being our like other team members and our board who decided to hire him back because we we didn't we didn't feel like we could make that decision, mm -hmm. and uh, they hired him back and it's been great to have like he's been like filled out the team and helped the team so much so it's definitely not nepotistic in our, our in, in, unless that Sorry. can, can uh, be defined in a good way. I'm <laughs> not trying to imply it's nepotistic. Yeah, it's yeah. just interesting because some people feel like. You, know, you can't work with your spouse. You can't work with your siblings. Uh, but obviously, and it is. It's it's really work. hard to work with family members. But when you can make it work, something happens that uh, other coworkers say uh, you guys need to just like talk more because you have this like nonverbal communication happening where you know what's happening with each other. Yeah, and it makes and, it a little harder. Yeah, they're on the like rest they're the like team. the three brothers that are operating in the company. You guys are like our together are like our CEO. You're yeah. like the Elon Musk the three of you together yeah. and then the rest of us have to figure out what you guys are actually thinking because you're you you don't um, you don't need to communicate as clearly because you're so we don't yeah that's and and it works really really well we get we get uh the, the the um everybody else just has to figure out how to what we're thinking yeah and so when you started the company you were all in utah is there a benefit for the film because there are certain states that are sort of cultivating film industries from what i understand mm -hmm. is utah one of them so uh, Provo actually was one of the one of the um, it's a very good tech capitals state. of media. Like the the number of YouTubers that were in Provo when we first started this company, it was like the fourth in the world. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Well, because they were, from what I understand, they led like sort of lifestyle vlogging. In yes, the country. and and there's you know the piano guys are from Utah. Devin Supertramp, um, uh, Lindsey Sterling. Lindsey Sterling. Mm -hmm. So there were a but, ton of views, but not just that. It's it's a we ha Utah has a very strong ad market, so okay. advertising agencies are very, very strong in Utah, and we have a hu a very, very good tech market. And so, a Angel Studios, our core competencies are technology and marketing. Mm -hmm. That is what we're very, very good at. And we then we work with amazing filmmakers to get their content to go global. So I think we can try and play it. Um, I don't know how it's going to look. Do you want to switch over and see what it looks like? If you just go full screen. Uh, we can't, but... Uh, oh, it's fine if it can't. It's I think well, this is... Well, it's more screen this way, so... Yeah, I don't know if we can even do that. It should. should be fine. Yeah, you can please... All right, well, we'll screen in that. Yeah, maybe maybe switch to the... Uh, just, just... Yeah, it's go. a little bigger. Maybe full screen eh. inside there. Yeah, I don't know. 
feel like nah, the full movie screen, theater. full yeah. screen cuts out I, too I much. Thought, yeah, go back to the other one and we'll just play it. Yeah, looks bigger there. Give me some so noise. this is a rough cut. We got you. It's cool. It was 1969, the beautiful day to fly. We were about a hundred feet above the ground when I started noticing that something was wrong. It was engine failure. Trees were filling our windshield. We hit that dome, boom. I found myself above the crash site. And while I'm processing what I'm looking at, I can see a pilot. And this is me. No two near-death experiences are the same. Out of nowhere, a trailer truck kept me head on. But they typically occur in a very consistent process. We began to go down the river, and my boat became pinned. I was drowning. The first thing that happens is called an out-of-body experience. And they come to a place of exquisite beauty. They very commonly see a light. Deceased relatives come to meet them. The first person I saw was my grandfather. Now I'm traveling like a rocket ship, straight upwards. And with that... <laughs> oh my god, I'm alive! But not every near-death experience is a good one. 23% had hellish experiences. I saw a black tunnel. I was just falling. I wasn't in fear, I was in terror. It was just darkness. Put me back. I don't belong here. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. I was very skeptical. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I had full brain recordings from the dying human brain. Even though they were unconscious, they were able to give corroborative evidence. She's describing stuff that she just shouldn't know. This ain't right. You can't be mystified by that question. What happens after you die? This really does show that there is life after death. Oh man, that looks awesome. Oh yeah. I got chills when the hellish scene happened in the Wow, yeah, man, that's really it's, well made. It's an impressive the guild the guild picked this, Angel Guild picked this, and it just popped out. You know, getting sixty filmmakers a week in the guild it's just like boom, this is this is one of them. And um and we're going with October because the Day of the Dead is in October, so mm. that sounds fun. Dia de los Muertos. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, it sounds fun. It's so a good, good juxtaposition. It's like narrative documentary, like cinematic components yeah. added to interviews. Yeah, that's awesome. We're we're it's it, it's so cinematic. Are all the like, theaters going to be like, we gotta pick up this movie because Sound of Freedom is so good? <laughs> this will probably be a smaller release than for sure. It's a smaller release. This is a yeah. this is a littler. Like there'll, there'll be enough theaters that people can find it, but there, yeah. it will be a smaller. This will be more similar to his own. Oh, my theater yeah. has it. Yeah, more more similar to his. That was going to be fun for Halloween. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Do you feel mm -hmm. pressure now that like Sound of Freedom is so big? You're like, well, what do we do next? Well, <laughs> I think Cabrini is going to be. Bigger. On that level. And then we've got a one coming in 2025 called David. And it's a $60 million animated musical. Because what? King David and he's based on... Oh, like that. old school That's Disney so style? Like, like the way it used to be? Yeah, like, like uh, <laughs> Prince of Egypt. It's a bunch of people from the Pixar Prince team of Egypt. and oh, the wow. Disney's team that have come together. See, they winning were... a culture war, man. But uh, this, this is awesome because 
most musicals, everybody just breaks out music for no reason. And in David, King David was a musician and he was called into Saul, King Saul to actually sing, sing. Right. to bring down his nerves or whatever it was. It, it sounds like a emotional issue for King Saul, like schizophrenia or something when you read it. But he, he brings down his nerves because he's such a, and he wrote the entire, like most of the book of Psalms, which he's, he's just an incredible artist. So the music's all motivated throughout the entire yeah. an, animated musical because David's a musician. So it's a very interesting take, and I think it's going to be huge. I wanted you guys said that this trailer we just watched is a rough cut. So what would be an example of how that would change as you're finalizing the trailer, like technically? Um, there's there's tweaks for messaging mostly. The the the, the audio's mostly there. It won't. It's not sweetened yet or balanced. So maybe that didn't turn out as well online. But you got a sneak peek. It's it's a live stream. Um, but the and then you've got different messaging things where there's like. Should we put, um, like one of the debates was, does the dark stuff, should the dark stuff be so prominent in the trailer or is that going to put some people off? No. I and we're that. trying to figure out if that, and, and my, my wife responded the same way. She's like, that's the most, it's like so that's intriguing. The engaging, the engaging. Like yeah. I've never seen anybody. First off, these, these kind of stories are very common. I've, I've had like neighbors that have had these type of experiences but they're all so spread out and not ever, no one's ever gone through and just like told them in a really good way that's, that's, that's scientific as well as good storytelling. And um, this, this film's I read rock, a, I read rock a, people. I read a book about, uh, people call them near-death experiences, but the stories are actually death experiences. They're death. That's right. That's people, right. Every that's single right. one of these, they're dead. Right. People yep. who- I was They are I, legally, they're, they're like- Doctors this is, uh, said they're dead. Twenty nineteen years ago, I, I someone someone lent me a book, and I was reading this guy collected a bunch of stories of all these different people who had different, totally and dramatically different means of dying. Some they were sick and they were on their deathbed in the hospital. Some were in car accidents. Some people slipped, fell, hit their head, things like this. Mm -hmm. And then they all described very, very similar things, much like what was actually in that trailer. How they described a place of beauty or a light and things like this. Uh, I want to ask one last question before we go super chats. Video games. Mm -hmm. You guys gonna do any video video games? So we experimented with a um, with um, what a Roblox with uh, Wing I th Feather Saga. I think Wing Feather Saga will eventually be a really good video game. Yeah, it was yeah. built and in Roblox. No, no, it's built in. Wing Feather Saga is really interesting because they animated it and they built specific kind of animation. If you look up Wing Feather Saga trailer, um, the the this animation is designed. It, it, it will remind you. It came before. Um, Puss in, Boot, Puss in Boots, the new mm -hmm. one. Yeah. But it has some of the similarities. Puss in Boots, these guys pioneered this type of animation and they used uh, Epic's... Um, the uh, uh, Unreal, Unreal Engine. Engine. Unreal okay. Engine. And they, they, they designed an entire way to animate with Unreal Engine, which means that it's easy to bring it into a video game. Yeah. It, I, it's built to be able to make a video game. Yeah, the future, I think movies and video games are kind of coming together where yeah. you be, can become the character in the movie yeah. and experience it from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. yeah. I got one last question for you, Tim. Would you let them hook your brain and body up to a, a recording machine, perfect resolution recording, and then let them kill you and bring you back to life? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Just wondering. There, there, no. that, that's the, it's that's the, part two. <laughs> I wonder if that constitutes suicide. <laughs> No, or murder if they kill you without your consent. Well, no, I mean if you choose to in go Canada, into you can do uh, it. If, but but if you <clears throat> if you choose to go to a lab and they say we're going to induce <laughs> death and then bring you back, yeah, 
would that be suicide? As long as you're in Canada, it's fine. But I'm, I'm, I'm speaking spiritually no, and morally. Yeah, yeah. Are you now condemned to hell for the mortal sin of, of killing yourself? And if they fail to bring you back, did they murder you? That's a good question. Yeah. I would assume that people Part are doing something. Part two of after death. I like it. After <laughs> but the video game stuff would be cool. There's Still, uh, after. Still happening. <laughs> one of the, one of the uh, uh, Final Fan. I played Final Fantasy 16. I thought it was not that good. Uh, some people are saying it's so great. I'm like, ugh. Uh, Horizon, the Horizon series is actually really, really good. I don't know if you guys have played it, but it's, 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 it's great storytelling. Long story short, uh, guy invents self-replicating war machines. One of them gets well, one, a company that ca uh, contracts a group of these machines gets locked out. The machines start self-replicating faster and faster. The rate, rate of replication overwhelms human capabilities to stop it. Planet gets destroyed. The last ditch effort is to build it, uh, a terraforming system on Earth. So the game takes place in the future after civilizations collapsed and you're fighting these gigantic machines. And then you later learn those machines were actually terraforming the planet. Some problem happens, chaos, conflict, etc. But it's cool to, to, you know, stories like that. Some people don't like it. I like it. Although the, uh, the Forbidden West is irritatingly woke in that all the bad guys are dudes. And all of the heroic uh, uh, heroic generals of the good guys are women. And it's mm. just like, at a certain point, come on, man. You know, and, th and they make you fight women all the time. And I'm like, it is kind of weird that in this game, you go around just mercilessly beating women. But they wanted they wanted all of these fighters to be like very prominently female. And I'm like, it's just a game where you go around beating women. You know, like, even if they're going to do it 50-50, you'd have some guys here and some guys there. And it's like... Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Mostly women, you know, so. But, you know, video games would be cool. Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com, become a member to support our work directly, and we're going to have a members-only uncensored show where you, as members, can call in and talk to us and our guests and ask questions. That's the most fun part of the night. But for now, we will read your Super Chats. I'm not your buddy, guys, says I've come to the conclusion that Western intelligence agencies, specifically American, have grown beyond their scope and are more of a problem than solution. Do we dissolve or reform them? If so, how? You vote for Donald Trump and then you defund and dissolve. Or Vivek. He's, or Vivek. Vivek said he'd do it. Larry RFK, Anderson, RFK would I could do be it. his press secretary. So. Which one will really oh, wow. do it, though? That's the question. Uh, Vivek. Because I, I like Vivek. I like RFK. Uh, I, 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 I mean, Trump I wants I couldn't vote for Trump because he was for the lockdowns. Like, I just, and his spending. He wasn't for the lockdowns. He wasn't against he, them. He was against them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, "He said we shouldn't do this. It should be by choice." But I don't have the authority. And then I don't think he said that articulately. He was I like, "I can't do it. It's the governors. They could do. They're doing their thing." Yeah, he was. He was for it in the beginning. Too for it at the beginning. The fifteen yeah, day slow spread was saying, like. I, yeah. So for me, that's where that's where he loses me. But I I really like. Um, Vivek. Vivek. And I like uh, I like RFK Jr. I think, I, I think Vivek is how it is. Vivek. Vivek. Yeah. Vivek. I thought it was Vivek, Vivek. but it's Vivek. Vivek. Like Vivek. cake. Vivek. Okay, good. I've, I've never Vivek said it out loud. Like I just read it. Dude, he's legit. Yeah. That guy's awesome. I mean, we just interviewed him last week. Last he's, week. So he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's sharp. He's, he's the best guy running, in my opinion. But uh, Trump's. He's I'm, I'm a realist, not an idealist. 
So and he didn't offer me a job. So what's the point? Vivek's ability to win. We can be idealists during the primaries. Idealistically, I'd love to see Vivek win. Mm-hmm. Realistically, I think he gets a cabinet position in the Trump administration. Trump's the guy with the gravitas to win. He said that he wouldn't take a cabinet position because he's not wired to take a number two position. And I just thought that was like a very interesting, very self-aware comment. But self-aware maybe he'll change that his he mind. wouldn't be able to do it. He said yeah. like some people, like, would you see a vice president Trump? And it's like, it's very difficult to imagine a vice president Trump. All right, here we go. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, forget about corn pop. He was merely just a bad dude. Coconut and Monkey, on the other hand, are leading a domestic terrorism campaign against fellow crackheads, and they'll only get probation. Yeah, this is a story out of Seattle. Did you guys hear about this? IEDs were planted. There was a shootout. There's a a drug camp that went up in flames. Coconut, I think, was the leader. His second in command was Monkey. Like, this is what's happening in these cities when people absolve themselves of their responsibilities and their civic duties. You get Coconut running around, setting fires. Apparently... There were people in a tent doing drugs, fentanyl, and then this guy placed a bunch of IEDs all over the place and just torched everything. One dude got like seriously burned and is in like critical condition or something. I feel Crazy. like I'm not seeing the story reported widely enough, which is also concerning. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. First you have to comment on a yeah, bunch why? of stuff that you I've, don't want to talk there, about. I'm like, why haven't I heard about this? Well, I, 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 my first thought was, is I've been launching a movie. Yeah. So You're busy. Yeah. yeah I, I just don't think the corporate press is going to be like, did you know that far left extremists mm-hmm. have implemented policies resulting in gang warfare in Seattle to the point where forests like are being set on fire and IEDs are being planted and shootouts are happening. And they're assaulting people who are taking drugs that are trafficked across the border. Like, yeah, they just don't want to talk about it. Wow. Steve McGee says, if Biden said corn pop is bad, I'm going to assume he is good. Well, the conspiracy theory is that corn pop caught Joe Biden touching kids inappropriately. And Joe Biden lied about the story for, you know, brownie points or whatever. It turned out corn pop was a good dude. Right. You know, Joe Biden's got that story. It was like the kids they'd rub my legs, I got hairy legs. It's like, what? Why and someone made a, a cartoon where Joe Biden's in a pool and the kids are rubbing his legs or whatever. Yeah, maybe corn pop saw him and was like. Stop touching these kids, you you freak. And then Joe Biden grabbed a rusty chain and was like, what'd you say to me? Great story. I mean, look. Make a movie I don't trust. It. Yeah, I don't trust Joe Biden's version of events. I called him Esther and he got mad. Corn yeah, Pop will have that. his day. All right. Coco Madetta says, the Tuttle Twins books are the best. My kids love them. And I'm buying extra to give for birthday gifts. Spread the good news by doing the same. What is it? I don't know. Tuttle Twins? Yeah. Tuttle Twins is a best-selling book series that sold, I think, five or six million copies yeah. that teach kids about the principles of liberty and economics. And we've made a TV series based on the book series, I'm wearing the hat, um, that's got this grandma Cubid who's in a wheelchair, and her wheelchair happens to be an interdimensional time-traveling wheelchair. And she takes her twin grandkids that are half uh, Cuban, half American, and flies them around to meet characters like Benjamin Franklin or Harriet Tubman or um, uh, Frederick Bastier. They're just all inventors, entrepreneurs, educators. It's, it's, in, it's halfway through season two right now. It's growing parabolically. It's, it's, it is a huge hit. You can, you can watch it for free with your kids on Angel, the Angel app or angel.com. It's, it's, it's growing exponentially. It is killer well, i it know so good a lot of parents who use tuttle twins as part of their homeschool curriculum yeah. because they produce some some companion stuff mm-hmm. so it's interesting that you'd offer a, a tv version it's the same Our, same same writing team is doing this that wrote the squatty potty ad so that tells you how funny oh, it nice. is so yeah. this is it's, it's a show it's a cartoon show it's yes. a cartoon series yeah about 20 minutes per episode we are our, our timeline for our coffee shop our first casper location may be this fall i'm hoping 
we were planning on having it open in the spring, but uh, we're in a historic building, so that brings up a whole bunch of complications with what we can do, what we can use, what we can't use, how long it's going to take to get things up and running. But the plan we had and the reason why I want physical spaces, one, we want to have a thousand locations all over the country. The general idea that I pitch is mom's uh, on her way to soccer practice with the kids. She wants to get a cup of coffee. She walks in and orders it. And while she's waiting, there are TV screens and they're playing Crowder. We can, get you, IRL. We can get you Tuttle Twins for that. And well, we better than that. The, the uh, big idea outside of the general idea is Saturday morning cartoons where Saturdays at like 6 a.m. We open early. We invite families to come with their kids. We play content that is wholesome, approved, and good for the kids. Parents interact, build community with each other. The kids meet, meet each Love other it. and play. There will be a food catering or something. And then what's on the TV? It could be Tuttle Twins. It could be, uh, what's the Daily Wire doing? Chinchilla? The one yeah. That, the, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So getting, getting uh, supporting the parallel economy, but just having shows for kids that are good, educational, wholesome, all at the same time. We're not going to go near any of the traditional stuff that I grew up with because, well, they're going to sue us into oblivion and stuff like that. So we're going to support the companies that support us. And yeah, that, and that's that's the plan. It's like secular church almost. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Tuttle Twins is every bit as high quality. Like um, think uh, Rick and Morty, but with a moral compass. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the kids, one of the twins is drunk. and the, <laughs> No, it's 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 solid. It's good. Ooh, I love that you're teaching economics to kids. That yeah. just lit me up when I was in first grade, and then they just didn't give it to me for the rest of my school. Yeah, we just I did. Wanted it. We just did. Yeah, a my six-year-old <laughs> comes up and 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 recounts these random facts about Frederick Hyatt. Or, <laughs> or they went and met Milton Friedman and learned about inflation. And my kids are like, "Oh, I saw inflation at the gro at the grocery store the other day. The thing I normally buy with my money was more expensive than last. This is inflation, and, and I like, know why." Yeah, and then they repeat the lines like "inflation kills a nation," and then, <laughs> or or this la a couple weeks ago they did um the they released the 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 episode on hard money and they talk about Bitcoin and explain Bitcoin and they meet Satoshi Nakamoto. Ooh, and <laughs> is he wearing a mask? That went that went super viral. It's got like a pair. It's got like a thing with Elon Musk like blasting off with doge dogs in a rocket. But is Satoshi like a silhouette or something? No, he, his face gets covered. Every he never uh, you never see anything but his eyes. And he's just, <laughs> but he's explaining the whole entire like what hard money is. Yeah. So it's it's really fun. Right on. All right, Hank Fett says building culture is a slow process that means nothing if it doesn't change the people in power or how the ones we vote for represent us. Anything we do can easily be undone by the laws they pass. Incorrect, sir. Incorrect. Uh, and I, I explained this uh, uh, after your super chat, to be fair. You super chatted, and then later in the show we were talking about it. But there are so many laws on the books that do not get enforced. That's just it. They can pass all the laws they want. If police don't enforce it, they're meaningless. It's, it becomes civil disobedience, essentially, it's on a, a mass level. Co Cohabitation is illegal in West Virginia. A man and a woman who are unmarried are not allowed to live together. Okay. That's kind of crazy. Like, no cop is going to enforce that. Mm -hmm. Within that same law, you cannot be openly lewd or lascivious, as particularly with children, yet they still have lewd adult shows with kids at these pride events. Mm -hmm. No cop will go near it. Doesn't matter if the laws in the books is you can't do it. The culture in, that, in, in, in the space is shifting. We got to shift it back and say, hey, man, leave these kids alone. There's, there's this in, in episode six of season one of Tuttle Twins, they cover this issue, just, just looping that back in, is that there's a song that this guy from Georgia who lives in a houseboat that he's parked in this boat for more than 30 days and it's illegal. And he sings a whole song about everything's illegal. 
Oh yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> anyway, it's... did you know that uh, if you stop at a yellow light, that's illegal, and really? if you go through yellow light, that's illegal? No, the, it's the interpretation of the officer. Mm. So uh, they can they can give you a ticket for either. Either way, either way. If you slam your brakes on, they can say it's reckless. It's uh, an abrupt stop could cause an accident. You're getting a fine. If you go through it, they can say potentially speeding or, you know, th- th- they can make up a reason. I, I, uh, disorderly conduct is the easiest one. Every jurisdiction effectively has disorderly conduct. You could be protesting, holding up a sign, and they say, take that sign down now. And you say, I'm not doing anything wrong. Disorderly conduct. You're under arrest. Probably Everything's illegal. resisting arrest, too. Like, yeah, pe- there, there are tons of protesters who have been arrested for resisting arrest. Yeah, how many felonies does the average person commit a day? I think it's three. Yeah. How can you, like, that's the funny thing. Yeah, we have some friends who are up in Idaho and they were singing outside during COVID. They just won that. They just got an award from Moscow, Idaho. They got arrested in Moscow during the COVID period. They went outside and worshiped at a church in Moscow, Idaho. It made it illegal. And they went out and sang outdoors and they were like tackling them and arresting them. And they just got a huge award for. uh, They won the case. Yeah, they won the case. All right. Or settled Sebi, I'm not sure if it was. Or settled. They won or settled. Sebi Rose says, thank you, Sound of Freedom, Angels. Tech question. Have you heard of SponsorBlock? I was reminded of it by your lawsuit, open source browser extension, and a database of user contributed timestamps for skipping embedded advertising in supported slash cracked players. Cool. There's a free open nice. source browser extension. Nice. Mm. Wow. Watt Fandom says, just got... The post that Sound of Freedom is coming to Tasmania, so Australia is getting it. Hyped to see it. Yes, it is. That's right. Oh. Yep. Yep. I think you guys in posted it, uh, it's, it's going international in a bunch of places. Yeah, yeah. You go to angel.com slash blog and all the, the announcements right there. Yeah, it's coming to all of Latin America on October. No, August 31st. August Latin 31st. America. And then Brazil's in September, I think. Yeah, September 21st. And um, UK's September 1st. So I are, think it's August 16th in Australia. Are all the Harmon brothers co-founders and equity holders of Angel Studios? Or are there like their other investors, other people? There's four brothers that co-founded out of the six that co-founded Angel Studios. But I think do, you, do you have I, other investors like... We have, because we're owned by the by the, the community the audience and like, the community too. We have 10,000. Yeah, the but I, outside of that, was were there, were there like prominent individuals who were like, we're going to pledge a large amount of money to help you guys get off the ground or we something have like that? three VC funds. Yeah. Three or four. And one of them actually, their, L, their LPs are from Mexico. So oh, yeah. that's interesting. That was the first fund that invested. Yeah. The, the, their LPs are in Mexico. And then the most recent fund that invested is called Gigafund, which is one of the largest investors in SpaceX. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gigafund? Is, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. They, they put, they that, put, that's Elon, isn't it? <laughs> They did forty something million dollars. They put they put a lot of money. They follow Elon's companies and oh, put money. Oh wow, wow, wow! Yeah, because uh, aren't they, they? Yeah, they fund. They invest in stuff. companies that they believe will change their their industry over the next decade. They invested in you guys. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Are they these put, guys put jumping up on their desks and doing the Lindy Hop because of the success you're having? They're like, happy right now. Fantastic yeah. investment, by the way. <laughs> we had a good. Well, we, made we had, some good we had a good there. board meeting last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> like guys, we got 130 million dollars on this movie. Yeah. So, so Gigafund, yeah, they they've put in and their goal is they just say any any company that's going to change the world and that they believe the founders will stick around to w- with it for a, a decade or two. And part of the settlement was that Jeffrey and I uh, put up our stock against um, the settlement to uh to move on wow how does that work you put up the stock so 14 that just means that means for 14 years our stock's tied up for means we're in this for at least like 14 years if, if we if we if we filter disney stuff over the next 14 years they could come after us for mm. for our stock so you're really putting your word yeah in we're putting our, our <laughs> your livelihood yep livelihood on the line 
Coldilocks Production says, I always hate when people say don't fight fire with fire that makes things worse. Has no one heard how they fight forest fires? They use controlled burns to fight them, fighting fire with fire. Uh, what, what they'll do in, in fields, you'll see if there's like brush fire and stuff, they'll actually burn a line. Yeah, right. And that stops yep. the fire. Yep. That's kind of like uh, an example would be like if they're like, uh, sending kids to a sexualized system and you're like yeah that would be great if we could overly sexualize every little kid and, and that's like you burning a perimeter around the idea so that they're like okay i'm not gonna go that far so that'd be an idea of like fire with fire i don't think in that capacity i don't i don't agree with that <laughs> oh that's how i think in capacities like those paul morris says become alive start to thrive jm 13 sc says based not disgraced i was thinking oh, just God. like not woke not broke I mean, it doesn't it doesn't mm -hmm. exemplify making money, though. Mm -hmm. you know? our, our goal, um, one, if you want to change the world, capitalism is the best vehicle. Too good, actually. Go make money on something that's going to change the world. Like, the only way we're going to get Sound of Freedom to every corner of the earth is if we make it super economically profitable, or else it will never get there. It just can't. And... And so that, that's the first thing. The second thing that we try to focus on is um, focus on what you're for more than what you're against. If you focus on what you're for, you'll get further. I think you get a quicker start when you focus on what you're against. But if you focus on what you're for, you'll get a longer run. He is a good one. El Rojo Grande says, reject woke trash and, rake uh, and drown in cash. <laughs> I think that one's great. I'm still looking for a positive one. You got to find the rhythm a little bit, but it's pretty good. Reject woke trash, and he put rake slash drown. So I think, I think drown in cash. I like drown in cash. Drown Reject woke cash. trash, rake in the cash. Oh, that one's good too. That works. Amazing. Reject the cult, and you won't go broke. Be based, and cash awaits. <laughs> There's really no good rhymes. No, the first one was good. Reject woke trash, and rake in the cash. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for something. Get well, go broke. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to compete with that. It's but you know, rich. What? something but rhymes with rich. But, but really, I guess the idea is get woke, go broke. Also, does mean the inverse. Mm -hmm. If you're not woke, you will not go broke. You know, it's getting woke which makes you go broke. Uh, Mike Z says the Wing Feather Saga is amazing show and book series. As a writer myself, I've been working on a book for a number of years. When my mother caught wind of the series and showed me it. I now own the entire book series and I'm blown away on the similarities. Thanks, Angels. Oh, yeah. And my, my daughter, who's eight, she, she told me for years, Frozen has been, she's like, Elsa's my favorite movie. After watching the first season of Wing Feather Saga, she said, and this is after many years, she said, Elsa's no longer my favorite movie. Oh, wow. Wing wow. Feather Saga is my favorite movie. We, we got a crowdfund <laughs> that uh, Buddy Cop yeah. movie. Yeah, me and Roseanne. Yeah, Ian, Ian and Roseanne. And Mel Buddy Gibson's going to be the police chief. <laughs> I don't know if he knows that yet. No, he I haven't called him yet. But you should. <laughs> yeah, Mel, give me a ring. Buddy cop. It's going to be great, man. What's the what's what's the conflict? You know, is well, it, it's like a... I think we need to find anti-gravity. We need to recover the anti-gravity tech because someone's trying to... Well, they're not the, cops. That's like secret agents. Yeah, the, the idea of buddy cop is just kind of a genre. So we'll just be like two partners. <laughs> but buddy, yeah. but, it, but it would be funny if you were both like beat cops. You know? Yes, I would love 100%. to see both of you be beat cops. And Mel Gibson's like, I won't stand for it! And then Roseanne's like, ah, yeah, son of a bitch. I don't know. Only Rosie can do do Rosie, you know. <laughs> or, we, you know, maybe a superhero film where Ian, as a beat cop, is chasing a bad guy who breaks into a graphene laboratory. For sure. And Dude, then, we're doing graphene. And then what you do is, it's not, you know, in Batman, the Joker 
falls into the vat of chemicals. But in this one, it's Ian. Who oh, falls that's in the vat a good idea. And then me and Roseanne become enemies. But then at the end, it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to spoil it. Guy. No, no, because I'll become kind of a, a creepo after no, I fall in the no, vat. No, She's like, yeah, but we, there's tension after that, you know. And so we've got to overcome the tension. I'm not going to spoil the end. Hopefully it, it works out. Oh, oh, speaking of graphing. Yeah, thanks, Ian, Serge. I saw you reach for it. Serge was holding it, keeping it close. Let's grab some more super chats. Gormal says, I never believed in the death penalty until the Merchant of Death was released. Some people do things so evil, the only way we can ensure they don't do it again is death. If they live, the chance of those evils still exist. And I don't disagree. The problem is when Kamala Harris walks up to you and says, this guy right here deserves death. I'm going to be like, yeah, lady, not happening. I don't trust you. Sorry. Yeah. It, 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 sorry, not le sorry. Legitimately, it's 4%. The studies show that 4% of death penalty uh are accidents they don't get yeah, the right think person of, think of all the things that you don't trust the state to do for you so right let's, let's not add to the list bureaucratize death <laughs> is not it's not a good thing no. you know and and the thing is on the surface when you get a governor you trust and he's like this guy murdered kids he was convicted we're gonna you know put him to death or whatever on the mm. surface it's very much like we get it yeah well I, and I, they do deserve death People, so the thing about abusing kids, especially this trafficking and rape and all that stuff, is it's worse than murder. Mm -hmm. I really do think so. Mm -hmm. Murder takes a life, but abusing children in this way rips apart the fabric of human civilization. Yep. So it's like- There's the, a reason why Jesus was so like, wrap a millstone around their neck and throw them to the bottom of the that, ocean. And that line from, uh, from Caviezel was so good. He ad-libbed it. He ad-libbed it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, so I didn't know Jesus said that. That's cool. That's like from the Bible. That it is, is, from, that the is Bible. from the Bible. And that was for Jesus that says it is better that a millstone be wrapped around your neck and thrown to the bottom of the ocean than uh, than hurt one well, of his it's, kids. It's, wow. it, it's like he who would hurt God's children shall have a, a millstone cast around their neck and be cast into the ocean or something to that effect. There's different translations of it, but the general idea but yeah, is. But he 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 went who would like, turn their children from me or something like that. Yeah, like he went total. Them. He went total gangster right there. You know, Look, like the things they do to kids. When those kids grow up, they hold those traumas and oh, it yeah. ripples out. It, it ripples out and they, they act out on other kids or they act out on like or, most, most of child abuse is kid on kid now. And, but it, because and, and, adults start it and they hit a kid and then the kid goes and does it to their peers. But even beyond that, a kid who is abused, who grows up and struggles and can't hold a job and is traumatized and, and just harmed. Yes. It's going to cause ripple effects. Destroys their life. Yeah. And then all the kids they would have had or do have are affected. And it's really hard to break those chains. It's really hard. People, people listening know that if you're the one who has to break the chain, that is a really hard thing. And it, I honestly think the only way to do it is through Christ. That's, that's the way you break the chain. But. Chris W. says, Angel Studios, please create an unwoke cinematic universe of fairy tale remakes. No, I like the original content, I have to say. I like that you guys are telling new stories. Uh, I think cinematic universe is, 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 is a good idea, but the only one who's ever pulled it off was Marvel and only for 10 years. Because mm -hmm. after Infinity People War, are getting sick it's just, of it. It's garbage. We are going to try to create but a cinematic universe around the founders. That, see, that's cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, I don't think people are sick of cinematic universes. I think it's that they can't do it. Mm -hmm. Here's how it works, right? No, I think people are sick of the, of the fake hero stories. Like make up, oh, made right, up right. hero stories. That's what people are sick of. They love to have a universe of that they can they, get into. They made Iron Man. Or actually, it was the Hulk in 2008, I think. At the end, mm. there's an end credit scene. No, Iron Man was first. No, uh, Hulk was. Yeah, Hulk was the first Marvel Studios film. 
Really? Yes. And uh, at the end of it, uh, General What's-His-Face, I don't remember his name, meets with Robert Downey Jr. in a restaurant, and that's the, it was basically just, Iron Man's next! Then they made Iron Man. And that wasn't even the good Hulk, right? That was No, the, uh, that was the, the I, I think that was considered to be the better Hulk film. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. it was the one with Edward Norton, I think. Yeah, yeah is that Norton. the one in Brazil? I don't know, maybe. What? But uh, you so might, it what, looks like it looks like Iron Man was released like two months before. They were both oh. in two thousand eight. Iron Man was mm, yeah I May second, and then in June, yeah, pretty Hulk sure came out June eighth was released in the U S. on June thirteenth in the U S. Sure, that's what according to Marvel Cinematic Universe dot Wikipedia, yeah, and IMDb. But it's a, it's a small discrepancy. They were within we, two months We just of each loved other. that story because that, they went through bankruptcy at the same time when they, you know, when they really? started the cinematic universe, and so we were like, there were some you're parallels. Like, there were some you parallels. Feel, oh yeah, yeah, it was Iron Man. I, I really, I thought it was the Hulk. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did the Hulk get? We're destroying Tim's universe right now. But I do think that the Hulk actually, the, like, the story proceeded. Like, like that's where the story fell. But uh, but the, the general idea was they didn't actually make a cinematic universe. They were just putting plugs for the next movie to get people excited. Right. But it effectively connected all the films. Yeah. And so then they were like, hey, let's roll with this. Yeah. Whereas DC was then like, we're going to make a cinematic universe. And they just crammed a bunch of garbage into a bunch of films. And it was like, this is nonsense. And it doesn't work. That's how it feels crammed. Like, it doesn't right. feel organic the way That's the what's happened do. to Marvel, too, now, mm -hmm. though. It feels, it's starting to feel more like DC. So we got another shot. Some new heroes, right? C.S. Cooper says, "I loved Wingfeather Saga. Can't wait for the next season." Also, freelancers. I'm going yeah, to pitch my really novels good. and movie ideas to Angel Studios. Feel like expanding to Australia. Hmm. What about uh, well, that was a question? Do you feel like oh, we, we are? We, I mean, we, are, we yeah. have uh, David's coming from a South African uh, filmmaker. They're in their entire studios in South Africa. The David yeah. movie. If that's as far as ways you can get from where we're at. What, what were you asking, Tim? Uh, Ripaverse, Eric July's comic book. Oh, yeah, stuff. Ripaverse. Oh, wow. Yeah, why don't you guys, you know, make, yeah, make we, 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 somebody can connect us. Yeah. Make movies based on. I follow of... Eric on Twitter, but I don't, I haven't connected with him yet. I don't. Come on, Eric. I Take one of it. I'm not, I'm not super familiar with this comic book series other than the massive success he's had with it. He has, yeah. And really then really make a movie based on these characters. Could be fun. And take over the superhero genre away from the weird stuff that's been going on. What do we got? We'll grab some more. Louis T says the best movies have been from the 50s, 60s. Hollywood is so into remakes that I think you could bring back the best of the classics and in some and make some winning cinema. We seem to be out of movie ideas. There's gold in the past. No. I, I disagree. I, I agree that there's a lot of old great movies, but I'm just I'm over the remakes. Like, let's get some new culture infused into the into the machine. That's what people are craving. Uh, I was and people. Thinking, go ahead. Oh, people think that that. Uh, that it's that the golden age of cinema is behind us. I don't it's think just so. because the model got gutted and there wasn't a path for real risk taking and storytelling, and 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 we think that's solved for the future. The carbon age is upon us. Yeah, the diamond age. Maybe let's create that. The diamond. Diamond. Yeah. yeah. Platinum. Platinum or palladium, but that takes too long to say. The, okay. yeah, the platinum <laughs> age cooler though. Yeah, palladium's hot. <laughs> palladium, that's how you do cold fusion. Or the opal fusion. age was weren't opals kind of a big deal for a while. I like opals. I oh. might have some around here. You were talking about it, and then the price of opals spiked, and I was like, "This Oops. guy really knows." <laughs> yeah. This is like yeah, last year. I wasn't involved in that. Uh, I was thinking of the the movie The Book of Kells, which was like an Irish production, and I, it was just new and different, and sort of based on, uh, from what I know about it, from uh, Irish mythology. It's not just like. And now we're going to tell 
Little Red Riding Hood again, which is a fantastic story if you read to your children, but there's just more out there. And I think being able to give creators sort of a, a fresh take and a, a fresh chance, rather than rehashing the same thing over and over again, it, it would be cool to see. And I think you, that's something you guys prioritize. You, yes. you got to give them a hero, like a just an epic flaw. It, it makes the character so good. Yeah, I've never enjoyed the Superman stuff he because too he's too perfect. Like, I thought almost for a second when they, like, which one was it where Superman almost dies? And I was like, oh, is he going to kill him and let his son be like, because he has a son now that's like half and half. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if they killed off Superman and then let a more flawed version of Superman come up afterwards and then they've just made a good, and DC didn't do that. But mm. I thought that would be kind of cool as if they let him self-sacrifice, let his son, who's now half human, just man just call him yeah, man, half man, half human. Then, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, everybody, we're going to go to the members only show. So go to TimCast.com, <laughs> click join us, become a member. And in a few minutes, we'll have that uh, members only show up on the front page. Smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast everywhere. Do you guys want to shout anything out? Angel.com. Yeah. We'd, we'd love to have you be part of stories that matter. Right on. Any social media? Any Twitter? Um, I'm at Jeffrey Harmon on Twitter. At Neil S. Harmon. N-E-A-L-S Harmon. Right on. People should go see that indie film, Sound of Freedom. I've heard it's good. Yeah, go watch Sound of Freedom. It's still hard to get tickets in most that of the country. studio converted to indie film. Yeah. Converted, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a studio <laughs> film converted indie and now then somehow turned into a QAnon thing. <laughs> uh, well, I'm really glad you guys were both here. Uh, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You should follow at TimCast News on Twitter and Instagram. It's the absolute best. And you can follow me personally on Instagram at HannahClaire.be and on Twitter at HC Brimlow. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hannah Claire. Uh, I'm Ian Crossland. Follow me on X uh, at Ian Crossland. That's where I X throughout the day. And I want to just get your, your X profiles again. Stop making Jeffrey. X profile. It's, it's Jeffrey Harmon. Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, Harmon, H-A-R-M-O-N. And Neil. N-E-A-L-S-H-A-R-M-O-N. Got it. Thanks, guys. Great to see you, man. Good to see you guys. I see you over there, Jordan. I love you, brother. <laughs> Have a nice night, everyone. Bye. Yeah, what's with making X a thing, bro? It's uh, so real. <laughs> you talked to Kellen about this, too. They were all on it last night. <laughs> <It's> so weird. <laughs> Uh, anyways, you guys can find me on Bird App, which is what I'll continue to call it. Uh, Surge.com. Thank you guys. Pleasure. U of U is my alma mater, so I appreciate your guys' work. And uh, yeah, I will catch you later. See ya. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in just a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.